bro, you got to fight back against this. Because again, eventually Donald Trump's going away. Whether he makes it and serves four years or he doesn't. And this is his last hurrah. He's going away and this fight remains. This fight's not going anywhere. This is lawfare, brother. And you've got to get involved. You got to get involved. I'm sorry. That, that's where I stand on that one. It doesn't matter if it's Greg Abbott. I wouldn't give a shit if it was Ron DeSantis. Welcome to the All-American Savage Show podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said.
Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. Happy to have you here. That is, if you're asking or you're wondering right there, that is Nathaniel Ratcliffe and the Night Sweats. And the song is, I Need Never Get Old. Um, Heard that song on Pandora the other day. It's got like this vibe to it, like this uh, this 1970s kind of like disco era with the go-go dance in the background, like a Tom Jones lounge singer. Kind of, bah, 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 bah. It's got a good vibe to it, but it's uh, it's definitely passionate. I like that. I wanted to share that with the folks out there. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, again, that is Nathaniel Rateliff. Excuse me. Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. The song is I Need Never Get Old. Definitely, definitely check that out. Really, really talented musician. Um, got me turned on to a lot of his songs. Very good vocal range. Check him out. You've got a gay joke on deck. I know you do. Go ahead and hit me with it. No, hit me, no, 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 hit no, me with no, the gay just, joke, John. Not I was waiting Josh. for you to do your uh, your sound effect again. Or sound effect. Whatever it was. It's it's a good song. It's a good, my God, it's a great song. You nailed it, buddy. I nailed it. I nailed it. Oh, what's going on, folks? Happy to have you with us today on today's show. It is a beautiful day down here in Dallas, Texas. I think the weather is like, what is it, 40s? Yeah, it feels like spring now. We've made it through the freeze. We can, like, stop worrying about having to eat each other now. It's great. The roads are not iced. Texans are relaxing. It's chill. We're back to our normal bitching about things that don't even matter. So it's like, it's good. I actually got a text message this morning from our water people. And they're just like, hey, the temperatures are above. um, Freezing. Now I'm getting, like, spam ads, text messages for... uh, Jackie with Texas United for conservative majority pack. Frederick Fraser is after being, uh, I don't even know how they get to my number anymore. Like I don't, I'm not sure. I don't subscribe to any of these things. I just look at porn and stuff. So I don't know how they're getting how stuff. Does it from, happen? I don't know. That's weird. It it's weird. It's <laughs> weird. And this is why we're never going to be on Fox Russians. folks. Damn <laughs> Russians. 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 Oh my gosh. Glad to have you with us today. We've got some really good topics to talk about today. We've got Trump's potential VP nomination and where she where she scores on the Liberty Report is just sad. Now again, I am not a fan of the Liberty Liberty Report. Uh, we're gonna get into this. We got Brian Kemp going at it with Marjorie Taylor Greene and the dynamic, the political dynamic of Vivek Ramaswamy and donors shifting away from Trump that were once with Vivek. Interesting to see this. So the political landscape is constantly changing. Everyone has their own reasoning for supporting a certain specific candidate, whatever the case may be. But I just want to kind of sp- follow the, the the rabbit down the hole on this and see why certain people are pulling their funds or a lot of Democrats are talking about now being that Nikki Haley is denied. She's denied two debates right now. Two debates have been canceled in New Hampshire um, because she will not debate and Trump won't debate. It's literally DeSantis right there. Nikki, I think she's doing her best to try and freeze DeSantis out of New Hampshire. Uh, because it's I think DeSantis it's versus DeSantis. It's DeSantis versus DeSantis. <laughs> he would do a good job. He would. It'd be more DeSantis town halls. But right now, Nikki Haley is bowing out of any and all debates. It's a stupid move. New Hampshire people are already on, on the Twitterverse and stuff like that saying, look, if you want to win our vote, you got to debate. You have to debate. We'll see. I don't think this is a smart tactic to take unless... She is gunning for Trump's VP spot. And if that's the case, she's doing what Trump wants her to do. We'll see. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Do you think it really matters that much? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, what are they going to say that everybody hasn't heard already? They're going to have some new revelation about No, 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 about no, no. I'm camp- not talking about the debate. Well, I mean, New Hampshire people. I'm talking about the debate. Like if, yeah, okay. I don't, well, I don't know that I would do it. Yeah. I mean, know? no, no. I think, well, it comes down to, say, for example... If you're going to host a debate, I think you're right. It's been beat. And I don't the know that I would go on we, CNN or ABC's 
uh, channel anyway. Well, here's the deal. Um, CNN's actually been doing a pretty good job of hosting these town halls and stuff. I'm, I'm not going to knock them for that. They did better than Fox. You got Laura Ingram on Fox telling us to stop, stop making fun of Donald Trump. I'm still not a supporter of CNN, but I will give credit where credit is due. I think their version of the town halls and debates hasn't been bad. So I just can't give them a pass after years and years of oh, Russian collusion and just straight up lies. So I just, you know, I can't, I I can't give them my viewership. I, bro, I agree. I'm right there with you. Now, here's the deal. That's where I think Vivek was right. Is like, yeah. what are we doing letting these people host I agree. the de- Republican debates? Bro, I agree. Yeah, so. I agree. But here's the deal, though. Now, again, in the political landscape, it's a constantly changing landscape, if you will. So my opinion is going to change with that. And with that being said now, I am not calling for support of CNN. But to see what Fox News has allowed itself to turn into... And it's clearly biased. It's clearly Trump all the way. If CNN takes the juxtaposition of saying, look, we just want to cover news, CNN will revive itself. I promise you. This is not John Burke saying, I hope they do to count. I'm just saying that if more people start to see CNN as being a less biased network, which I'm saying, I'm not saying that's what they're doing. I'm saying, but if that's the position they took, that could potentially save the company. Will they do it? I doubt it. CNN usually doubles down. But at the same time, they've liquidated all their freaking uh, journalists Minus the uh, the gay yeah, dude. Who are they replacing him with? That's the other part. I yeah. don't know. I haven't watched them closely enough, so I don't know. But I will say, though, based upon the town halls, that's going to be enough to get me to look at them and say, wait a minute. This was fairly done. I can respect that. And also, here's the other thing. And we're going to get right into this article right here that um, I, I brought. I'm glad you segued into this because I was not intending to go about it with this manner. But look at this article coming from MSN.com. CNN's Caitlin Collins uh, stands by Trump town hall blasted by liberals. And she says, you cannot ignore the GOP front runner. Well, respect. I've described that. I mean, we literally talked about that yesterday on the show saying if Democrats were holding debates, would I cover them? And the answer is absolutely yes. Yeah. You have to. The fact that she is taking, now again, I think that she baits Trump with a lot of the BS, but the fact that they're even willing to give him a platform, it tells you it's like, okay, at least CNN has the, Although, who is it? Uh, what's her face? Um, lesbian. Lesbian. Um. Alec Baldwin look like. <laughs> yes. Oh, what's her name, dude? Why is this skipping my... my I can't... Uh, I know who you're talking about. because What's her face? She looks like the, just the, the poster looks, child of lesbians with AIDS. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, like, Maddow. Rachel Maddow. Yeah. Her, yes. And if the, she's like the poster child of what happens before feminism gets a hand of you or hold of you to what happens after. Like, she used to be a beautiful woman. Now she's like, ugh, you look like a... Uh, a pitcher and a softball team. <laughs> I just, I, I'm sorry. There is nothing feminine about you anymore. It's like, no wonder you're gay. You got to appeal for feminine women because dudes are like, ah, no. Now, gay dudes like, well, I think she's got a penis. But outside of that, man, I have no idea. I but call still. it help me move. <laughs> she shows up in like red flannel, scratching her crotch like I'm here with a beer. Let's do it. That's her all over. Oh, my God, folks. We're off to a very rich start today. It's going to be one of those shows. Not your typical conservative. We're not even conservatives. We're well. What are we? I'm. I'm just a constitutionalist. Live and let live. I don't care what you do or what you want to put inside of you. I don't care who you want to have sex with. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah. What do you call somebody who just wants Leave energy independence yeah. and border security, yeah. low taxes? I don't know. A, a minority in this day and age. Because apparently you've got to be in some a kind sane of person. Ca- a sane person. Yeah. You got to be in some camp, some category, and that is the worst pick of Donald Trump I've got sitting there. Um, as I'm sitting here going off on, they're like, it does not look good. But I think they definitely um, enhanced or, or, you know, airbrushed this or whatever. It doesn't look good. 
CNN anchor Caitlin Collins stood by now infamous 2023 Trump town hall that became the epicenter of controversy, both inside and outside the network, according to Republican presidential nominee and cannot be ignored. Uh, or she argued that the likely presidential nominee can't be ignored. Back in May, Collins had a combative exchange with former President Trump, who broke his longstanding boycott of CNN to participate in a televised town hall. That's what Trump does, though. Trump makes these statements, and then when they kiss the ring and say, ah, because here's the deal. Trump does make headlines. We're talking about him. Trump, uh, I'm not going to, I won't take that away from the dude. But it's like half the time, it's like, would you shut up? Would you just shut up? Like, you know, I get the whole mean tweets thing. It's great. But there's got to be a line in the sense like, okay, Trump, let's focus on adult matters now. But that being said, though, his antics do attract journalists with bad intentions. So the fact that she's actually given him this platform on CNN, the CNN overlords blessed off on this. This is all this is, is CNN trying to save their asses. Because they know when you launched CNN streaming, it crashed in 30 days. Didn't even do that well. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. They suspended it. They wasted millions in developing the software to counter Fox News's app. And they failed horrendously. So now CNN is going to do what they don't want to do, but they know it's going to work. Get Trump over to CNN because people will watch. Yeah. They'll watch. And ultimately, CNN does not care about its principles. Well, it claims to. CNN cares about money. They care about money, folks. Don't don't kid yourselves and think that any one of these organizations or these MSM mouthpieces give a damn about principles. They care about money. They care about the ad revenue. That's all that's that's really here. So when Fox catches the political wind of saying, well, looks like it could be Trump after the Iowa votes. Oh, they're all in for Trump now. And what's Trump going to do? He's going to be, well, you know, they treated me misfairly in the past, but we'll, we'll live and let live. I'll come back on Fox. Versus Trump just saying, you can go screw yourself. Not going to happen. I'm going to starve you the rating. That's what Trump does. Trump is too forgiving. He's too forgiving. You got to keep people at arm's length. Arms is like, you know, I forgive you, but you can go sit over there at the kids' table. And you're never going to come back in the inner circle again. It's not going to happen, folks. And that's why Trump makes horrible picks. Horrible picks. But, you know, it's uh, here's the weird thing. It's kind of like commendable to a degree, because when you're in that position of power, you could easily flip the switch on somebody and be like, you're dead. You're dead. I'm cutting you off. But Trump doesn't do that. But that also works to his disadvantage, though. It's like you're forgiving the wrong people. And then you go back in there, you bolster CNN's ratings. And the only reason Trump went on CNN is he's trying to do a slap back at Fox. And now Fox is all pro-Trump and trying to get back with Trump. It's like, please come back, Mr. Moneymaker. We, we really love you. This is a pair. Am I like the only one that sees this? Am I the only one in America that sees this? Because I know it can't be just me because I'm not the smartest dude out there. I know I'm not. Am I? Chat, Rumble, how we doing? How we doing? I sound like an Italian over here. How we doing? Trump is great. Trump is amazing clickbait. Absolutely. I mean, you can't. It, half the stuff he says, it's like Laura Loomer. It's like, I, I don't follow her. I don't, I don't, I don't like read her speeches. But bro, you sit there. It's just like, I can't stop watching this crane. This, this crane, this train crash. Like this is just, it's entertaining. It's like, it's modern day. It's modern day Kardashians in the political spectrum is what this is. It's just like, Jesus, dude, you make me feel so good about myself that I'm not that retarded. That's how bad it is. So I don't know. I don't know, folks. What's going on? We got 730-something live viewers over here on Rumble. Appreciate you guys being here. Don't forget to support us over on Locals if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy the entertainment, if you enjoy the hot takes, whether you agree with them or not. We appreciate you being here. Do me a favor. Go over and support us on Locals. And I didn't know that Dave Rubin created Locals. 
It sucks, I but I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I've told us like locals needs to go away. Rumble needs to have its own method of collecting subscribers and stuff because when you, you make it complicated, but it is what it is. We'll operate within those metrics, I guess, whatever. You like the show. We're, we're financially independent. We don't work for any MSM organization, you know, don't even work for Rumble. We just stream on Rumble. I'm very appreciative of the fact that they have a platform that we won't get banned for saying the things Mm, that we do. You okay over there? Uh, a lot of a lot of energy drinks Making this morning. Some, uh, old man noises. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> that is not true. I do feel older though, man. I feel good. Don't get me wrong. I feel good. I don't feel old. But at 39, I'm starting to feel some of the aches and pains. Like you stand up, it's like, ugh. It's just like, but I still work out. I still run. I still eat right. Um you shut yeah. the hell up. Yeah. You shut the hell up. I, this is why I encourage people go to the gym though. But to be fair, in the 13 years I spent in Iraq and Afghanistan in the army, like I put a lot of wear and tear on my body. Like even I know that. I wouldn't say I ever did anything within the realm of like permanently injuring myself outside of what combat created, which is a screwed up left ankle and, you know, decompressed spine from the body armor and the crap for uh, years upon years, like four and a half years of wearing that shit. It'll, it'll take its toll on you. But um, no, I think I'm still pretty damn good for my age. And because I think I'm, I'm better than most 39 year old dudes my age. Yeah. You look good. Damn right. I do look good, buddy. Damn right. I do. Even I though Josh, getting a little gray in my beard uh, when I was like 35. Yeah. Uh, you know, that is that is weird, though. Like, I'm still waiting for the, the grays are coming. They're around the corner for me. I know they are. But it's just one of those things of like, it's weird how society has this um, <clears throat> this narrative around that, you know, once the grays start coming in, you start seeing a few, a few crow's feet. Then you have to slip into this age bracket of now I'm old. I have to act the part. And I'm not saying in a sense of like being immature simply to reverse the effects of aging. But I was simply saying that you don't have to accept that as, well, I'm old now. Stop giving a damn about my body. Stop working out. Stop caring. No. Until the day that I die. And Josh and I were talking about this prior to the show is that I feel like a lot of people in the scientific world view the human body in an engineering kind of aspect, meaning like the fuel that we put into our body. And I wish this was segueing into some beautifully well-written ad, but it's not. We're just talking off Shell the cuff. Shock, Shell Shock CBD.com, the new energy bar. No, we don't have that. We do have energy drink mix, though. Uh, it's way healthier for you, too, and you should check that out. Matter of fact, we should have made this ad about that. Son of a bitch. Damn it. Just organically happened. It, it did, Like yeah. the podcast. Like the podcast. This is totally not scripted. What? What was that? Do more about that. Okay. Yes. Shell shock energy CBD. <laughs> no, but I know a lot of people like ageism for some people. It's just like, it's a sign of defeat. When you start to feel the aches and pains, they're just like throw up the red flag or the white flag and say, ah, just accept it for what it is, bro. I know guys in their sixties and 70 years in their age, and they're in phenomenally great shape. They have a very good quality of life. They look older, but you look at them, it's like, dude, how is like, what's your quality of life like? It's like, dude, I feel like I was when I was 30. Dude, I told you when we went to uh, Colorado, mm -hmm. we did snowboarding. We had a ski instructor. He was 72. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude was whipping around the mountain like on one, <laughs> like one foot in a snowboard. You're just there, I'm like, like 40. It's like, I feel like a bitch. I know. <laughs> like, like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't do anything. I'm not like pulling a David Goggins out there and like, I'm like a buck 30. It's like, you can't kill me. And then running marathons. I'm not doing that. I'll run like three or four miles at least twice or once a week if I could get myself. But I do go to the gym every day. I'm not trying to get big. I'm not trying to get shredded. I just, I like maintaining what I've got. And so a lot of people out there though, think that taking care of your body means you've got to be Jay Cutler. You got to be, you know, Phil Heath juiced out of your mouth. It's like, no, it's not what I'm saying. Health and fitness go hand in hand, or excuse me, fitness and happiness and health, they all go hand in hand. A healthy body equates to a healthy mind, equates to a good mental outlook. 
unless you're mean, you're just a salty, pissed off veteran, which nothing else matters because you just run off of Red Bull caffeine and, you know, nicotine and hate. That's literally Marble it. Reds. Marble Reds. Dude, I had a Sergeant Major. His name was Sergeant Major Bodecker. I'll never forget this guy. It's when I first got to the 101st Airborne and I came from the mechanized world. The mechanized world means you're on Bradleys and tanks and shit like that. So those types of people usually are not in the physically greatest of shape because they know their method of transportation is it's the tank. It's the Bradley. And I know the Bradley is not the tank, but for civilians that are listening, they don't know the difference. But anyway, the Bradley has a 25 mic mic on top. It's got two tow missiles on the side and it's basically a armored personnel carrier as well. You can fit about a squad of eight dudes in the back with the ramp going up and you got the driver and the hellhole and all that other shit. Excuse me. I'm not trying to cuss. Anyway, when I start talking about veteran stuff, start grabbing my balls. Like these motherfuckers right here, bro. Let me tell you something, brother. But (laughs) with the Bradley, though, it's an armored personnel carrier, but does have the means and capabilities of taking on ground troops, but not armor. It's not an anti-armor thing, except for the tow missiles. Like you will not put a Bradley against a tank. You're going to get destroyed. But anyway, when I went from the tank area to the 101st Air Assault Group, their main method of transportation is called your leather Cadillacs, which is your boots. You're walking everywhere. You're running everywhere. You're rucking everywhere. Or you're you're getting infiltrated. You're, you're being um, your infiltration method is the you know either the CH forty seven shit hooks or the UH sixty Blackhawks. So like for example, if you're going on a mission, that's how you're getting in. That's how you're getting out. There is no armored person. But the the dynamic of the battlefield changed over time because then up armored Humvees became the primary method of transportation for literally everybody, to include the eighty second Airborne nerds out. We jump everywhere. No, you don't. But anyway, when I went from the mechanized world to the light infantry world. It was like black. It was day and night. It was day and night. These dudes are in shape. Like you will not be a fat body and, and show up there. It's like, no. So there's Sergeant Major Bodecker, my first 101st Airborne Sergeant Major. And this guy, they come back from an Iraq deployment. I showed up after mine. I PCS to the 101st. They just come back from Iraq. And this dude's smoking like a freaking chimney every day. Like this is a Sergeant Major, by the way. You don't see this anymore. These these dudes, they're like unicorns, man. They don't exist anymore. This guy is out there right after fucking battalion formation, just lighting one up and smoking over there in the smoking area, not giving, because again, higher enlisted, it was frowned upon by the officer corps. Like, you shouldn't smoke. You should set a good example for the people while these officers are out there in their freaking loafers and, you know, above the knee shorts and their Hawaiian shirts, the barbecue fun. Just nerds, just nerds. Anyway, and these nerds make command decisions. Go figure. But Bodecker's out there just smoking like a fucking chimney. This guy will go through a pack and a half minimum per day. Come PT time for running, he will smoke you. The guy's a fucking gazelle. Gazelle. You will not come close to this guy. And I'm sitting here like, this defies science. It doesn't make sense. This guy's lungs are like 75% tar, and he's out there just bucking it. And I'm like, how is this even possible? But that being said, though, He took care of his body. He worked out. He exercised. He just smoked like a chimney, though, man. He just, but to this day, I don't know if he's still alive or not, but Sergeant Major Bodecker, never forget that guy, but you will never see that in today's army. Now it's all about like, well, you know, what pronouns are you? So figure I had that. All my veterans veterans in the chat are like, yep, I knew that guy, or I know a guy like that. It's like, they're dead. They're gone. Like that, the army got rid of those dudes. Those are the dudes that honestly would inspire you. Like, on a serious note, these are the motherfuckers that you know. They will be the first in and the last out. They will have your back, and you don't see these guys anymore. They're, they're, today, the, you see bureaucrats in, in uniforms. This dude wasn't a bureaucrat. He got to, number one, he was not, I don't think he was ranger tabbed. And in the light infantry world, to be a sergeant major, you got to have your tab. That's usually one of the prereqs, unless you're just in there long enough. You've got a good, uh, you've got a good education. 
But this dude, I don't know if he had a tab or not. And I'm not trying to insult him. But the fact was, like, this is one of those guys. He was kind of like the um, the only reference that civilians might get is um, Hal Moore from that movie, We Were Soldiers Once, Mel Gibson's character. That was him. He'd be one of those guys, like, you know, I can't promise I'll bring you all back. He's like, but I will bring you home. Like, this is one of those go- those guys that he would just instill faith in you. And it's like, if we're in a firefight, I will fight for that guy. Like, I, I if he shows up, he inspires men. You don't see that anymore in today's military. Why? Because you've cut their nuts off. All right, guys, bring it in, you silly geeses. Let's just, let's just, okay, we're going to go over the Taliban. So look, there's some big meanie heads over there. They're not going to respect your pronouns. Don't melt. Don't, it's going to be fine. This did, all right, gather around, you little shitheads. Come here, little fuck nugget. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to go out there, and you're going to murder these sons of bitches. You're going to fucking murk their families. We're going to bomb them into the fucking Stone Age. Why? Because, God damn it, we're America. And, you know, looking back, it's like, well. Put that on a T-shirt. Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> now, looking back, it's like, that's probably not the best method to take. Because, like, yeah, America's got some blood on its hands. But if you're in the midst of a war, that's the dude. That's the dude. So, and that's that's the thing that I loved. I loved being that guy as a drill sergeant. I love being that platoon sergeant. It's like, look, you're not going to be a bitch in this platoon. You're going to fucking hold your weight, and you're going to do what's right. You're going to train. You're going to shoot. You're going to do what you got to do because your brothers depend on that. Yeah. But nowadays, like, oh, my God, just saying the F word. And I'm sorry that I'm cussing so much today, but I talk about veteran stuff, and it just comes out. But in today's day and age, we talk about, and I'm being authentic with this, when you see the condition of this nation's military, the Bodeckers are gone. The Burks, we're gone. It's no more. You've got a new generation of leadership that, well, you had the older generation, my generation of veterans that are now in the leadership positions and they've had to compromise. They've had to compromise drastically. And I'm not saying this, this makes them in any way, shape or form less of who they were as war fighters, but in order to make it in that career field, once you've been in for like 10, 15, you're in it for the long haul. So now I'm making this a career. You got to adapt. You're going to have to either adapt or you're going to have to get out. I got out. I was like, no, I did 13 years. Uh, I, you know, I saw what Obama did to the military and I, I and look at the condition now, folks, yeah. 2015, John Burke sitting in a car ranting about this stuff. Was I wrong, man? I, you know, I, I wish I, it's that Alex Jones effect that years later, they're like, wait a minute, John Burke was right. You remember those vet bro car rants? He was fucking right. And I called this stuff as a drill sergeant. I was like, when you can't cuss at him, when you can't even freaking make him do more than 10 pushups, like, what do you, what do you expect to happen? Like, what, what, what do you expect to happen? And sudden, the condition of America, pfft, the condition of the military, pfft, that's what happens. So, anyway, uh, let's get back to the show. Let's maybe, get back to the show. Maybe one day. I doubt it. You don't think so? You know, I don't know. I think it circles back around to. I, w- I hope so, because like we've never seen it. Yeah, we've never seen it this bad. Guys. Yeah. We have never seen it this bad before. So, I'm not going to say it can't be reversed, because it's never gotten this bad. So it's ultimately going to it's going to come down to having a president that gets involved at that level. And I don't see it happening. I just don't like because how is the president going to know unless the president's a veteran? It'd be like me running for president. It's like I know how the military is. So it's like I'm getting the four stars. I'm getting my command staff together. So here's the deal. The military, um, it's going to change. The transgenders are gone. The LGBT nonsense gone. The pronouns gone. It's going to go back to don't ask, don't tell. I'm telling you that right now. I don't care. It's, it's one of those things like you can be whatever you want. We're not kicking you out for being gay, but we're done praising and we're done pandering. Your job is to fight. Your job is to kill. That's all there is to it. We're going back to a warfighter army. And I'm telling you, oh my God, the training regiment through the roof, the PowerPoints out the door. No more, no more suicide bullshit. No, 
You kill yourself, you kill yourself. That's all there is to it. It's like, look, I don't, I'm not advocating for toxic masculinity and toxic command climate, but I am not going to sit there and just hammer the horse to death over the suicide thing. It'd be like anytime somebody would commit suicide, you're in a PowerPoint briefing at least five hours out of that day. It takes away from training. It takes away, it's like, look, it sucks, but we're not going to alter the course of an entire battalion, brigade, division because of this. We're going to do our best to go out there and make sure that the mental health is taken care of. And there's ways to, to make sure that happens, but we're not going to sit there and spend hours on these stupid PowerPoints on transgender nonsense. Like, no, absolutely. Your job is to merc Taliban. And you sucking a dick has nothing to do with that. Welcome to reality. Vote John Burke. <laughs> John Burke, Sergeant Major of the Army of the World. Sergeant Major of the World. Give me goosebumps. There you go. There you go. <clears throat> well, I saw, um, who is this MMA fighter? Um, you see this? This guy, ah, I saw the article and I didn't grab it. Sean He's, Strickland. Is that him? And, he, and yeah. he goes at it with that dude. Like, yeah. I'm an LGBT ally. He's like, bro, you're a pushover. It's like- Con yeah, it's like, bro, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Like, I'm of the mindset of like, I don't care about your sexuality. Do what you want to do. But don't you dare come at me and say there's something wrong with me for disagreeing with it for the sense of saying, like the guy even said, you're going to die alone. Your, your family line's like done. You're, you won't have any kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're happy about that. It's like, why are you depriving other people of their emotional responses to saying your bloodline ends here? I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of get it. Did you see his interview with this guy? Oh, bro. He just, he tears him up. Oh, he yeah. tears him up. I thought he was going to jump off the stage and like smack him <laughs> on. <laughs> I, I would have been okay with it. Did, like, yes, what? because here's he the deal. It. That's, that's, that's the archetype that we should be adopting. When you go at it with these, with these nonsense trans people, like don't cave. They, they yeah. can't touch you, man. If you sit there and you make yourself uncancelable, meaning you just don't bend the knee, they will move on. Now they're going to categorize, oh, he's a homophobic bigot. But this is coming from leftists. Who cares? These people are out there. They can't even figure out what bathroom to use, and they kill themselves, and you misgender them. Do you really think I give a damn about what you have to say about my, my opinion, my life? Of course not. Like, they can shit all over your life if they want, but if you do the same to them, oh, then it's an issue. It's like hypocrisy at the greatest the greatest level. So it's like, What's good this for this dude. What was this reporter even doing at this press oh, conference? Oh, you know what he was doing. He was, because this guy, he's, he's made- Trying he's to made, make a name for himself. There you go. This, this, this fighter, though, he's made parallels before like this. Yeah. So now he's attracting these guys, trying to get them on clout. It's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dominate this dude. He's like, no, you won't. He made you look like a bitch yeah. and a gay bitch at that. You know, I'm an yeah. ally. What the hell does that even mean? I'm an ally. I'm an ally. Does that mean you suck more than one penis at I'm a time? I'm just like, here's the deal. I believe you should be able to love and I don't care. Do what you want to do. But don't you dare. I would never say that I'm an LGBTQ ally. I'm just a liberty guy. And liberty is all encompassing. But when people say ally, what you're trying to do is virtue signal. You're trying to virtue signal about how a good person you Shut up. Shut up. What you're doing is pandering. Stop it. You stop that gayness right now. You just advocate for freedom and liberty for everybody, and we're all happy. I think that's a fair assessment. I think it's a very fair assessment. What's up, Rumble? We're going to start the show here soon. We're already 30 minutes into it. We're going to start the show soon. Burke's on one today. Uh, Data says, hey, I was listening to the Shannon Joy show, and I was wondering, does your company products help consumers dance and sing games? The Delta 8 will. The Delta 8 definitely will. It'll, it'll have you. It'll, you might not be dancing good. Your cadence might sound like absolute dog shit, but you're not going to care. So, uh, are we still streaming on, on Twitter? I'm surprised I haven't got banned yet. We are. I delete the shows after because I'm pretty sure I'll get banned for the stuff I say on here on Twitter. I do like to. We started our Twitter ads today. We'll see if that works out. 
I don't know. Fingers crossed. Fingers, cr- fingers crossed. If we do, it's a ball game. Twitter's been the one platform that will allow us to advertise. I respect that. We're going to play by the rules. Hopefully, they're not just taking our money. Hopefully, they're not taking our money and just giving us the illusion that these ads are going to go anywhere. Because I, I keep seeing the Cheech and Chong stuff everywhere. 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 So now it's time for Shellshock to make itself known on Twitter. So we're going to do that. We need your help. And go follow Shellshock CBD1 over on Twitter. We appreciate that. All right. How about we start the show? Should we do that? Should we start the show? All right. I think we should. Should we, should we do it, folks? Oh, I can't get enough of this song. Needed it's playing right now. I to try. We're going to start the show soon, I promise. Cut it. There we go. I should be a night show stand-up guy. Like uh, I could have my own David Letterman. Like and cut. Ah, top ten reasons why if you're a liberal, you're gay. No, I'm just kidding. No. <clears throat> I found out. I talked about it on the show. I think two days ago. Did you, the hit list. Yeah. Was it yesterday? Or the day before. I think, it was, I think it was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hit list. If you're not, if you're not tracking this, if you're not on Twitter, you probably won't know about this. But I posted it to Instagram as well. There's a hit list. And um, excuse me for doing that. I'm just, freaking weather has me like allergies all over the place. I'm If you go to my Twitter, John Burke 39 okay? I'm not making this up. I found out who made this hit list. I, I've, I'll show you. I don't care. I don't care. This is, the, <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever. So this hit list goes semi-viral in the DeSantis circle. Um, and... On this hit list, and this is legitimate a hit list. He's got like a knife next to the list. You know, hit list in the in the standard meaning of the word is that this is a hit list of people that you're on there to kill, to murk, to do whatever. Um, this this is the dude, Andy Paulus. He's a groiper, all right. He's he's an anti-Semite and Nick Fuentes lover. This is him, all right. This is the guy. Let me show you. This is him. <laughs> This is also the guy. Look at these legs. You're like a twink, bro. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're not going to do anything. Look at this. Like, bro, you can't even lift those boots. And this guy makes, and look at this. Like this, this, this photo right here. I'm not sure if this is like him trying to be a Green Day tribute band. I'll come out with like a, the first Christian gay rock band with their, their lead single on my knees for Jesus. Like, I don't know. I can't tell. It's pathetic, dude. Like this little twink. Like, I'm making a hit list. Like, bro, show up and fuck around and find out, dude. Just, just I, nothing would make my day more than to see this little. I mean, here's the deal. You don't even weigh enough for Roger, to, for Roger Stone to let you bang his wife. That's how bad it is for you, dude. Seriously. Like, who are you? You're, you're like a, what is this? What What is this? And you're making threats like you're hard? Come on, dude. Come on. This is pathetic. I feel bad for you. You're like a buck 25 and you're making these anti-Semitic tropes and these threats to people. Bro, I'm telling you, groupers, show up and see what happens, dude. And I'm not even going to draw on you. I'm just going to smack you around like little bitches you are. That's all I'm going to do. And it's going to be the greatest thing ever. I'll film it. I'll Everything. Absolutely. I'll deal with the lawsuits. I don't care. It'll go ultra viral. Smack groupers or groipers. It should be a thing. The greatest thing ever. I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. 
And the fact that anybody took these nerds seriously in the first place, I'm here to dispel that. These these nerds aren't going to do anything. They're going to do Twitter harassment. Uh, we're going to dox, dox me. See what happens. I don't care. Stop being afraid of these losers. So, dude, when I found that out from one of my friends, um, and this guy's military intelligence, he does some digging and stuff. He's like, bro, this it's not hard to find these people. And so he found him. He's like, this is the guy making the hit list. And I'm like, oh, my God. Bro, Antifa is harder than you. Antifa is harder than you. Stop this nonsense. I'm putting your <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Bro, just stop. Just stop. All right, let's get into the new. I figure I had to do a little segment on so that. What, like, what was the point of their hit list is to they're troll. It, it's just trolling. Just they're, troll. they're, they're, they're farming. They're engagement farming. There's no, but there are some people that do take this stuff kind of seriously. Like, oh my God, I'm on a list. They're not going to do anything. These people will not do anything. But if they do, like Christina Pushaw did a great response because I carry. See what the Second Amendment is about. Show up and find out. And it's like, you groupers, you're going to learn one of your buddies is sitting there with a sucking chest wound and I'm laughing. I'm just saying, like, dude, I've marked dudes in Iraq and Afghanistan. You think you think you pose a threat? You don't. Because I don't think you actually have the balls to pull a trigger. I really don't. I'm saying that. Because pulling a trigger is not easy. And especially if it's me to you, it's even more difficult. A lot more difficult yeah. than people think. I don't think they're that stupid to no, no. insinuate that they would go out and no. cause harm. It's no. more just, yeah, like it's, you said, it's, it's the flex. Yeah, it's a troll. It's a flex. It's a Twitter flex. Like online stuff. But the thing is, the disarm these guys, just like show up and see what happens. But they're not going to. These these nerds, they show up in like groups of 10 at these these political functions, and they troll and they get their sound bites. All it's going to take is some dudes to show up in like masks and beat the ever-loving shit out of them, these and they'll go. Kids. They'll be made fun of. Yeah, they're kids. Yeah, they're these are the kids that like you what, actually that actually happened? got picked on in, in high school. Yeah, I'm just curious as to like how well, they got to this point Fuentes. where they, they think this is the best. Fuentes. They're, they're, the Groypers and the rest of them are nothing more than keyboard nerds. They're not going to do anything. Everything is social media harassment with the intent to intimidate and influence you. If you, if you make yourself proof of that and just say you're not going to get to me, like I, just, I have to laugh at you, then they, they usually go away. But people that take this stuff seriously and they get offended by it and they let these little like guys seriously, you're letting you're letting nerds like this get to you. Come on, come on. This guy's a twink. Look at these legs. I'm sorry, I can't even respect you, bro. Your legs look like your arms. This is I'm not sitting there saying you got to be a Jack Phil Heath, but what are you gonna do? You're not gonna do anything. And this guy's an anti-Semite. And he hangs out with the likes of Waka Flocka. That was his old job, and he got fired. Now I think he just hates Jews and black people. I, I sincerely feel that way. It's hilarious. It's great. Shame. Uh, they threaten to dox John when John advertises it. Bro, it's exactly. My, my, my stuff is there. The business address for Shellshock is here, and every single one of our employees carries. So if you want to come in here and you want to try something. Yeah, I mean, if you want to give out our business address and pass it around to everybody. Yeah, don't do that. No, stop. In here. Oh, no, stop. No, no, don't come to ShellshockCBD.com. Okay. <laughs> Tell you right now, we're located at 1601 North Glenville Drive, Suite 108. Come, Come on, on with it, baby. I got a got 9 mil staccato ready to go. But if you do want to, you know, here's the deal. Once you get your ass beat, if you'd like to buy some Shell Shock CBD, you might need some Halo gummies to deal with the pain management. We got double a little bit of the topical thunder on you. I mean, it's not going to plug the bleeding, and I'm not going to. I'm going to watch you bleed and laugh, you know. But I'll call the cop. I'll do that for you at least. But I'm not. I'm not going to patch you up, and I'll watch you. And I will. I will promise you this. I will film you crying. I will film you crying on the floor in a pool of your own blood as you you lay there. I mean, it's. I think the, the public deserves that. I think they do. At least one grouper. At least one. Right. Is that fair? I think it's fair. Are we have Twitter now? 
Yeah, I should probably stop streaming on Twitter. <laughs> ah, no, we're still, we're still. I'm not advocating violence. I'm advocating self-defense. There is a difference. Uh, let's get into it. <clears throat> um, we've got Trump is uh, eyeing a new VP. Now, you can take it or leave this. Okay, you you could you could take it or leave this. This is again, it's just speculation at this point. I'm not saying he's going to, but here's the article, and it, it's all over social media. It's all over MSM. Um, she's a killer. Trump eyes Representative Elise Stefanik Stefanik as a potential VP pick. During a candlelit dinner with Mar-a-Lago members in late December, former President Donald Trump walked around the table as the conversation turned to one of the biggest decisions he'd have to make should he become the Republican nominee. Whom should he pick as his running mate? Uh, that's when Representative Elise Stefanik, the hardcore charging upstate New York Republican, came up, according to a person at the dinner table. Attendees around the Trump raved about her viral moment just weeks before when she grilled three university presidents at a congressional hearing about anti-Semitism on campus. This was her. And she was right for doing this. I can at least concede that she was right for doing this. She was well within the, the realm of common sense and doing the right thing. Um, she's a killer, Trump said, according to a person at the event. Ever since then, Trump and a growing group of allies have started to look more closely at Stefanik as a running mate. Now, <clears throat> here's the deal. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. If you pull up her Liberty score, it's an F. It's 48%. Um, and it's got a list of her votes. Now, again, the Liberty score, it's you got to take these things with a grain of salt. Now, normally when somebody has within the realm of like 70 to 90%, pretty, pretty somewhat accurate, 48%, you really had to screw the pooch to get to that level. Like you really had to screw the pooch to get to that level of a, of a Liberty rating. And it gives the lists of the different bills that she's voted against or for. And this is, this is hence why she's received that Liberty score. And I'm just kind of like, hmm. That doesn't look good, but Trump also does not have a history of picking good people. Now, here's the deal. I don't know if this is going to happen. This is still speculation, but when people speculate, well, then you go down the rabbit hole and who is this person? And Trump and his administration, they watch this just like DeSantis' team does no different. It's the same thing. When a name starts circulating, they pull and they see what social media is saying about this person. Were they, are they favorable? Were they with certain demographics of people? But when you're running with conservatives and you've got a liberty score of 48%, that's not good. That is not good at all. But Trump is also of the mind, though, that if he did say, for example, pick someone like Nikki Haley or this Elise uh, Stefanik, Trump will tell his base, you need to accept her. And I think they will. They'll they'll heal, too, and they'll do it. I, I really feel they would. So I don't know. But again, I'm not saying this is who it's going to be. I'm saying this is who the name is being molded around within that group. Who knows? I really don't. But at the same time, though, wouldn't be a smart pick. Would not be a smart pick. But yeah, we'll see. And then Bags who says, but then the Trump dick writers at Turner Point will be all about her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to be honest as someone who is going to vote for Trump that mm -hmm. I'm not like his. I wasn't a big Pence guy, but that wasn't going to sway my decision. Like, what's I, yeah, the VP going to do? Well, hold on. There's a difference, though. Vi Pence was also he's ultra conservative. He's like hardcore. I could see why a lot of people would consider him alt right, but he's not alt right. He's a he's a. Um, Evangelical type. He he definitely resonates. Like old guard. Yeah, yeah. Republican. Yeah, but that's a, a lot different than say, for example, someone like this that has got again. You voted against liberty-based constitutional bills. But uh, like, what did Pence <clears throat> do while he was vice yeah. president? Nothing. Nothing. He, he, that's yeah, what I'm same saying. Same with Kamala Harris. Which 
She was supposed to be born. She had the opportunity and she blew it. She She did nothing. nothing. But then I do wonder, though, Biden said she was going to be in charge of the border. I don't think he ever intended to let her be. I think it was all optics because he wanted that border open. He just basically threw under the bus. So he's opening up the borders, saying it's she's the border. Well, you see what Abbott's doing now. What? Bro, oh, yeah, Eagle yeah, yeah. Pass. Oh yeah, it's military action now. For those that don't yeah. know, Eagle they Pass. Out the federal. Yeah, they've said the the uh, border patrol. You're gone. Yep. Now it's National Guard, and they're rounding people up. They're arresting them. And I'm sitting there. It's like, great. You're only six years too late. But I mean, better late than never. I guess it was like, where have you been, dude? Where I have think, you been? I think this is a it's a really big deal. It is because they're kicking out. Federal, the yep. federal government, that, as they should. Off of the, uh, out of Texas. I love it. I love it. That's why but the feds are worthless. The these federal agents aren't going to come back and tell you to stand down and try to commandeer that land. It'll back be fought in the courts. If Abbott flexes on the feds, they will lose. They will lose. Because here's the deal: What's Biden's alternative? Commit troops? That's not going to look good. That is not, that's going to look authoritarian as hell. Is it going to look and any Democrats worse than like charging that. Trump with like 91 this different isn't about, This charges. isn't about Trump. I'm talking about the, the optics of, of Biden trying to respond to Abbott. This has nothing to do with Trump. What I'm saying, though, it's this, this is not this is well, not I'm not me. saying it's a, Yeah, yeah. I just don't want you thinking is this like, is what I want what to happen. Thinks. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm just saying, though, I'm saying these are the optics I feel like a lot of Democrats would have. This is not the optics I'm going to have. For me, I'm all like, yeah, Fed's trying to get involved. Absolutely. Good resort to violence. Like, it's gotten to the point now where this is an invasion and the federal troops, the federal border patrol is going in there and following these unlawful orders of Joe Biden, who the federal government's role and responsibility, according to the Constitution, is the welfare of the nation. And you're allowing this invasion to happen and you follow those orders. You're violating the Constitution. And whatever happens to you after that, I personally don't care. You catch a bullet. I don't care. That's just that's all there is to it. Now, a lot of people don't want to get to it like as a matter of fact, as I will. But that's what we're all thinking is like, if it comes down to this, I don't think it will, though. And here's the reasoning why Joe Biden is losing so much support on the border. Even Democrats are not agreeing with Joe Biden on how he's handling the border. So if, if Abbott steps in and says, here's the deal, you're gone. We're going to take charge of this, as he should have done a long time ago. <clears throat> but now that Abbott does it, Joe Biden will not because the only alternative he's got is what? The courts or committing actual federal troops. He's going to have to resort to the courts, and it won't matter. Abbott's not going to listen. Secondly, troops, no, won't happen, because even Democrats are the biggest hippies out there. Trump talked about having a parade in New York for veterans. Like, oh, my God, it's so authoritarian. Imagine committing federal forces. Oh, no. Democrats would chew Biden alive. Look at them. They're already upset about the fact that he is not getting more involved in Israel. He, they, they want him to be more pro-Palestine, and he's not. He's catching heat for that. He commits troops to the border. Bro, people are like, why aren't you committing troops to Palestine, but you do it to the border? There is Biden has backed himself into a corner of no wins. He's done. Like it's it's a no way out on this one. He ran on this idea of like you know everybody's welcome, and then he shuts the border. I, I there is no way you could have tried to run an administration and be this horrible at. It. I I don't even think intentionally. It's like all right, guys, here, get, bring it in, bring it in. Come here, Kamala. Stop you know blowing dudes over there to get to head in life. Like we're gonna do the best we can to just screw up this country. I don't even think you could have planned this. It's that pathetic. We have amateur hour at the federal government and the Biden administration is steering the ship and the ship is sinking. That's how pathetic it is right now. So to see what Joe Biden has done at the border, this has been a long time coming. I'm happy to see Abbott do it. But instead of wasting the millions upon millions upon millions of Operation, you know, um, Lone Star, this should have been the response day one. Now, I do understand that maybe sometimes you do got to give them enough rope to hang themselves. 
figuratively speaking, because in a sense, it's like, look, we gave the federal government the ability or the, the time needed to mount a good defense against this, and they've done the exact opposite. Now we're stepping in. It's falling on the shoulders of the Texas taxpayers. 100%. So this isn't everybody yeah. in America chipping in for this. This yeah. is us. I'm as okay Texas, with it. Yeah, I'm, Texas, if you're going to tax this, me, yeah. that's where I want my money at. 100%. Forget Ukraine. Forget Israel. I want my border closed. And if my taxes have to go to funding the National Guard, paying these salaries, doing whatever we got to do to make that happen, I'm a-okay with that. Because this, this should have been the federal government. This was the federal government's yeah. job. Folks, make no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is the role of the federal government. Hence, look at TSA. Just because it's in an airport and not on the physical border, it's still the same thing. They invest so much money on the federal government to ensure that terrorism cannot hit our shores coming from foreign countries across the ocean. But at the southern border, you do the exact opposite? Yeah, make it make sense. It makes no sense. Unless... Unless the goal is to import massive voters. That's what it is. That's what it is. So now the Texas is saying, nope. But the question is now, though, is it too late? Is it too late? Are we going to see the votes reflect this? Uh, you know, I think if Trump gets in there, he would hold true to his word about the the biggest uh, deportation yeah. that this country's ever seen. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He's offered amnesty before. There's Republicans now, right now, that are negotiating a bill for amnesty. You believe it's, this? It's, it's like, no, there's no more am amnesty off the, the table. Face to every yeah. immigrant yeah. that came over here and did it the right way. Uh, yeah. It's a slap in the face. That's what I was telling Viva Fry. I was like, how does that make you feel? And he's not even a citizen yet. He's going through the process. Like, but how does it make you feel that you invest all this money? You have to, you know, do all this stuff. Meanwhile, they just come, they skip the line. Yeah. They get a, they get all these handouts and they're saying, well, money. no, they get money. You, get, you pay to come here. They get paid to come here. Explain the rationale behind that. So, Greg Abbott, great, about damn time, but you're about six years too late, dude. He's been, I'm sorry, Abbott's been a massive disappointment on the border. There's been a lot of hoopla, a lot of shouting. It was great to see the buses. I support that. But now, finally, you're grabbing your balls, and you're doing the right thing according to Americans. What took you so long? I think it's just a pretty big move to, to kick the uh, federal agents or, uh, out of Eagle Pass. I, I wish I could have been there. I wish I could have been there filming it. I just don't think oh. that's something that happens lightly. Like, no, no, this you have is, this to is, take your time on that stuff, bro. This is federalist. And again, if this the, is states' rights. And here's the deal. And this is what people don't seem to understand. Now, I'm not, I'm not advocating for this, but Texas is the only state in the United States, these 50 United States, that has the legal capacity to secede from the United States because we entered into the United States as an already existing country. A lot of people don't know that. Now, I'm not saying that I do not believe in secession. I would never call for that. Texas needs the United States, like the United States needs Texas. But still, the idea of still standing on the principles of we are a united republic and we will protect Texans at all costs. And if the federal government fails to do its job, well, then the federal government can fuck right off because Texan lives come first, not illegals. And if you don't like that, fuck off. That's the truth of the matter. I'm tired of this, this back and forth. Of, oh, they're they're innocent. I don't care. What about the innocents that are losing their lives to the fentanyl issue? What about the innocent women that are crossing that border at a 74% rate have the chances of being raped or sexually assaulted? You don't give a damn about them. Ultimately, what this is about is Biden importing voters. That's what, that's what this is all about. There was no other reasoning, folks. What other reason? Oh, they want to come and seek out a great life? So does everybody else. But just because your, your reasoning might be altruistic does not give you the right to violate the law. It just doesn't.
I'm sorry. This is not Jean Valjean stealing a loaf of bread. You're violating a federal law. And then you come over here and a lot of people try and have the, the, the children over here. They call them anchor babies. How is that legal? No, get them out. Sorry. Yeah. Just because you pooped out your little cum trophy on this side of the border does not mean you get to stay. Get out. It's the law. And of course, the liberals are going to take this and they're going to they're going to drive it into the realm of you're just being discriminatory because they're Mexicans. Dude, it's not just Mexicans crossing that border. Chinese, Guatemalans, South Americans from all over. And then also, by the way, Middle Eastern Taliban. Like, stop. Stop with this nonsense. This has nothing to do with race and more so about what they represent and the dangers this affects America. Because the proof to what I'm saying is, why is TSA so draconian in their methodology of checking you when you're coming back from places like Amsterdam? It's like, hey, we just uh, we realized you came over from the drug state. We're going to need you to bend over and let us sniff your butthole because we're going to make sure there's no methamphetamines up there. Meanwhile, Jose Juan and then Abdullah could cross the borders like, oh, here's your iPhone and your 1500 bucks. Go wreak havoc. Make that make sense because it doesn't, America. It doesn't. But liberals want to try and deflect this and say it's just racist-based. That's bullshit. You want it to be because that's all that liberals see. That's bullshit. What Biden is doing is importing his voters. But the question again remains, is it too late? Because here's the other deal. I think a lot of these people, a lot of these illegal immigrants, they're not stupid. These are not stupid people. But it doesn't make sense to me. To have somebody come over from Mexico, for example, that sees the corruption in the government, that sees how horrifically it's been handled, and then you look at the Democrat side of the house, are you really going to vote for that again? It's the same thing. The corruption is there. It'd be no different than, say, for example, somebody coming over from Venezuela and seeing the, the impact, or Argentina, the impact of communism and socialism, and they come over here and see Democrat policies that are rooted in socialism. Are you going to vote for that? I know I wouldn't. It's like, I'm glad to be here, but I'm not voting for what I left. I know what it leads to. Yeah. Unless they're just that stupid, which far be it from me. I don't know. They were smart enough to get out of their shithole countries. I'll give them that. And yes, they're shitholes. I've been there. I visited. I wouldn't want to live there. If that offends you, stop being a shithole. I, I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Just the truth. I'm offended everybody today. I don't care. I don't care. Are we having, are we having fun, folks? You loving today's show? Long time coming. Long time coming. All right, let's get to the actual show. <laughs> Good Lord. Brian Kemp and Marjorie Taylor Greene. We saw this article prior to the show. I haven't read this. Doesn't look good. Um, exclusive. Brian Kemp dismisses Marjorie Taylor Greene's request to criminally probe Fannie Willis for corruption. Um, now, here's the deal. You've got to take this with a grain of salt at the article title because here's the reason why. Breitbart is a pro-Trump news outlet. They will never criticize Donald Trump. They never criticize Donald Trump. But Breitbart still does some pretty accurate reporting. Anybody that goes against Trump, like Brian Kemp, they're going to attack. They're going to paint him in a very bad light. So the reason I'm saying that is, don't take the article at face value. I haven't even read this thing yet. But at face value, it does not make Kemp look very good. I don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene. But like you and I previously discussed, yes, this Fannie Willis stuff deserves investigating. It 100% does. Because you know... Democrats are doing the same thing to people like Donald Trump. Yeah, I, I don't think Kemp is a Trump guy either. And he's just like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. If Fanny. he is, he's wrong on that one. Because you've got to be able to detach yourself from your your, your disagreement of Donald Trump yeah, to say, look, there, ideally, there's got to be justice. Sure, yeah, this is the left versus right thing. This is I not a Donald Trump thing. Just how these people are who are in power right now, who run the government. They just, you know, if they don't like somebody, I'm like, oh, well... Yeah, Tough. yeah. It's, Federal it's, judges. They they are very choosy in who they decide to prosecute or investigate. Very, very yeah. choosy. It's both sides do it. Uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp um, dismissed Representative Major Taylor Green's request to f investigate Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis for corruption. 
exclusively telling Breitbart News on Thursday that Green should refer her complaint to the state's oversight committee. Kemp's failure to act means Willis will be able to continue interfering in the 2024 presidential election by prosecuting former President Donald Trump. Green filed a complaint last week against Willis for her top prosecutor, Nathan Wade, seeking the dismissal of the charges against Trump. Um, Nathan Wade and imp- had an improper relationship with Willis, according to the allegations. And she's also admitted to this, by the way. Remember, she you said she stood up in that Trump. Yeah, she they just come after me because I'm a black woman. Yeah, a black woman can make yeah. a mistake. And you're like, what? That's- yeah, exactly. It's like, so then you concede to the fact that you're admitting that you were wrong. Anyway, Willis and Wade reportedly met with the Biden administration before indicting Trump in August, raising questions about whether the White House coordinated the Trump. Raising questions? Come on, I'm not even voting for Trump, but you think this wasn't coordinated through Biden? Come on, stop. Stop. This is Biden's this is Biden's signature all over it. This is Biden trying to do everything he can to torpedo the, the potential GOP frontrunner. Stop this. Come on, this is Biden all day. Um, in infuriating conservatives, Kemp dismissed Green's complaint and urged the congresswoman to refile it with an oversight committee. State law, he said, has a process to handle county prosecutors' disciplinary actions. Okay. Oh, God. It's hard. It's hard. It's so hard to get in on this one. Number one, Kemp does not have any love for Donald Trump. He does not. That's been evident for a very long time. Kemp's technically not wrong here. There is a method in which to go through this chain of process or chain of command. But at the same time, do you think Democrats honor that? I don't think so. Now, would you be breaking any kind of law doing this? I don't think so. I I really don't. So then what is there to lose? Now, the only reason I could think that I could think of the Kemp would kind of say you got to file this appropriate people is that you're okay with what she's doing to Donald Trump. And if that's the case, I don't necessarily agree with it. But at the same time, um, that's that's politics. That's politics. I don't like it any more than you do. But it is one of these things of like, you know, you've bashed DeSantis. You've done this to like, you've attacked me for reopening Georgia, blah, blah, blah. So you'll forgive me if I'm not um, really energized to stand in opposition to those that want to prosecute you. That's politics. And it's slimy. It's disgusting. I don't think I actually agree with Brian Kemp on this one. I really don't, if I'm accurate in my assessment of how this thing is unfolding. If that's the case, Kemp, come on, dude. Oh, man, I hate saying this, that you got to rise above it. But this is political prosecution. Democrats are great at this. Forget that it's Donald Trump. You got to fight them back with the same thing they do to us, dude. DeSantis dismissed those DA back Soros people. Yeah. Dude, you got to do the same thing. This does transcend Trump versus DeSantis. This goes into left versus right. And again, me of all people, I'm not simping for, for Donald Trump. I don't like the dude, but I'm not going to sit here and take this position. And go, I hope he goes to jail. I don't. I think it's bullshit what the DOJ is doing. I think if it was reversed and Republicans were doing it to the left, it's equally as wrong. This is unconstitutional. And the reason I'm saying this, folks, this is dangerous water. This is dangerous water. When you are prosecuting a political opponent to this magnitude... Bro, that's a banana republic. It is. And that comes down to the shooting's going to start. That's the third world. That's Nigeria That's third stuff. world bullshit. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that America is doing it to this level in plain sight. They don't even care. They don't even give a shit. They don't even give a shit. These judges are so biased because they're Trump derangement syndrome. They do. And here's the deal. I know where Trump derangement syndrome comes from. When you view Trump as an authentic racist, degenerate, xenophobe, I'm not saying that's what he is. I'm saying this is what they view him as. It's like, it'd be like a Jew looking at a Nazi. It's like, yeah, I hope somebody pops that dude. 
That's how they look at the sky. So you will not get a fair trial from a liberal judge. Good luck getting a fair, fair trial pulling from a liberal jury. Probably not going to happen because you have to. And this is the, this is the, this is the point that I've made when it comes to, say, for example, the Second Amendment. If these people are so adamant against what Donald Trump or just in Republicans in general, because don't don't get it twisted. What Donald Trump is, they view you as the same just for being a Republican, even though we don't agree with a lot of Trump's policies. But still, but still, when it comes down to, say, for example, the Second Amendment, do you think they would forego politics and rule on the side of your rights? Say, for example, veterans of PTSD. Who is the arbiter of saying that you have access to your Second Amendment right if you have PTSD? So when they push for gun control, gun reform, it falls into the same category of argument. It's the same thing. Do you think you would get a fair trial, a fair assessment, a fair anything from somebody that's a liberal regarding the Second Amendment or a conservative-based topic? I don't think you would. I generally don't think you would. So if that's the case, and by the way, the situation or scenario I just pitched to you can go easily the opposite. Do you think, and I'm asking like conservative viewers to, to, to weigh in on this, do you think a liberal would think they'd get a fair shot at a conservative judge or a conservative jury? Do you really think they, th of course not. So why is it that we cannot come to the center point and agree that these shouldn't exist then? If we can't sit there and say there'd be a fair outcome, these gun control, all this stuff should not exist, should not exist. But I get where the Trump derangement syndrome comes from. I get it. Makes sense to me. Do I agree with it? No. Attack Trump for the policies. Attack him for the bullshit that he's done wrong. That's fair game. And that does not qualify you as Trump derangement syndrome. But a lot of the MAGA base likes to make it the same. Why? Because they want to paint you with a liberal. It's like, actually, if you sit down and you think about what the policies are that I'm disagreeing with, it's that I don't think he's conservative enough. Liberals just hate him because he's a, he's a supposed conservative. I don't think he's conservative enough. That's the difference there. So, again, to go back to this, this whole idea of not fighting back on the same manner the left does through the legal process, Kemp's wrong. Kemp is wrong. Bro, you got to fight back against this because, again, eventually Donald Trump's going away, whether he makes it and serves four years or he doesn't. And this is his last hurrah. He's going away. And this fight remains. This fight's not going anywhere. This is lawfare, brother. And you've got to get involved. You got to get involved. I'm sorry. That, that's where I stand on that one. It doesn't matter if it's Greg Abbott. I wouldn't give a shit if it was Ron DeSantis. You've got to fight fire with fire because I'm telling you legally, legally. And if it's lawfare and it's legally, bro, take it to that ass. Take it to that ass and stop rolling over and being spineless. Fight back with the same tactics. You don't like it? Stop punching. Again, that's if my assessment of this situation is correct, which I think it is. Um, yeah. It says the congresswoman has every right to refer her complaint to the Oversight Commission, once the legislative process concludes this session, the commission begins full operations. A Kemp spokesperson told Breitbart News. Just last year, the Georgia General Assembly laid out a specific oversight process for district attorneys that is transparent and unbiased, which the governor supported and signed into law. That's great. You've laid out the plan, but you've got something going on right under your nose that warrants you looking into, at least, at least, at minimum, say, you know what? I'm going to look into it. Fair enough. Because if where there's smoke, there's fire. And when she gets up there and she admits she was guilty of doing this, then you explain to me why you're not investigating. I, I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Great question. Doesn't make sense to me. 
Uh, Bag says, I don't know how many times John has been painted as a leftist and what other BS by MAGATARs come Bro, again, those, those MAGA, and I'm not saying all Trump people are like, this is just, this is Twitter MAGA that I'm heavily involved with there as far as debating with. They're going to make you the same as their, their enemy. Even though what you, what they're too stupid to understand is that it's actually the opposite. I think you're too Democrat. I'm more conservative. I'm more libertarian, more, let me just say more constitutionally principled. That's where I stand. I want a closed border. I want my gun rights supported and protected. That's why I feel like when somebody, you know, when somebody comes at me, you sound like a leftist. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's why I don't listen to them. Don't, don't worry about the trolls on Twitter. Don't worry about these MAGA morons out there. Now, there are some good MAGA people out there, like, say, for example, David Fry. I can have a discussion with him. I like David. He seems like a very, I met him at the debate. He's a good dude. Good dude. I'm personal friends with him. I like him. But it's those that will sit there and go to just extreme exaggerations to try and character assassinate you. You sound like you have Trump derangement syndrome. Debate the policy, bitch. Debate the policy. You can't. You can't debate the policy. That's the difference there. But this is also the same guy that's looking at Brian Kemp saying, I think you're wrong on this one. Politics be damned. You got to fight back. Because again, at root, who does this, this whole, this whole process right now, who does this impact most? You, the people. Because if you think it's going to stop a Trump, it's not. They'll do the same thing to you. Look at Daniel Penny. Look at every single one of these people out there that are prosecuted by these corrupt DAs, these liberal DAs with an agenda. Like, do you feel like if you went to California and you actually had to defend yourself, you think you'd get a fair shot out there? Oh, hell no. New York, New York. You think if you're a white dude and you get rolled up on by three black dudes and you wind up killing one of them in self-defense. And again, I'm, I'm saying this is a horrible situation to be in. You think you're getting a fair shot out there without them trying to paint you as being a racist? In self-defense, come on, folks. You got to stop living in this alternate reality. The fact is, this has been showcased time and time again with every single one of these viral trials that you see hit the MSM. And instantly, instantly, it's a race issue. Why? Because the Democrats love doing that. Because when it comes to actual law and your rights, they lose. They lose. But when they can interject race into it, now we can can move the dial a little bit. Justice kind of scoots over a little bit, and let's start weighing the opinion of public public opinion and, and you know the public courts of opinion, if you will. Excuse me. Then it changes. It takes on a whole new genre. And then when you get the buy-in, folks, this is propaganda 101. This is this is Goebbels Nazi. My God, you can't even do it better than what they're doing right now. Get the people to buy in for an altruistic cause. Now, I'm not saying this is true. I'm saying this is, this is the perception liberals have. An altruistic cause. Look at Palestine and Israel right now. There's no genocide over there. Well, you know, the numbers that Hamas is reporting, it's Hamas, dude. It's Hamas. Are you kidding me? That's like Casey Anthony going to her for, for child care tips. Are you fucking kidding me with this? You're going to Hamas as your source? Come on. But anyway, people buy into the mission. So naturally, they think they're fighting for a good cause. Now, when you're fighting for a good cause, that good cause means that sometimes you can kind of forego the whole due process thing. Justice, let's let's just close one of our eyes while we try this. But again, that's what turns into tyranny by the majority. Hence why the Electoral College is so important. I love how I tie these things into random stuff. I'm so damn smart. I'm so damn smart. Too smart for me. Clay Buxton and the rest of those nerds. I should get that radio spot. It should be me. Why? I'm better. And I'm better looking. I am. 
especially with stash. It's great. It's a great stash. Gorgeous. Greatest stash. Trust me, folks. I know all about stashes. I've seen great. It's a Tom Zellick stash. I got to gotta trim up a little bit, though. No, but I'm serious here, though. Joking aside, they buy into this. Like, we see Judge Judge Ngoron, or whatever this moron's name is, in the New York trial. And it's like, dude, there is not a judge that is unbiased. I mean, put it this way. If the Supreme Court took that case, they're like, yeah, throw it out. This is ridiculous. I'm not going to I mean, you've known me for, what, five, six years? I think. Longer than that, right? It, it's 2015? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Nah. 2016? Yeah, for a while. But the point is, like, would I ever forsake principles when it comes to the Constitution just because I have a political opponent? I, I wouldn't. I won't do it. I can't because once you go down to that level, you, there's no going back. That is the that's the principled moral Rubicon. And once you cross it, you can't go back, man. You can't go back. And I refuse to do that. So even though I do not like Donald Trump, I don't like his policies. What's going on right now is complete and utter bullshit. Now, it doesn't matter if it's Trump or anybody else. It's wrong. Because what I've tried to educate people and get them to understand, especially with like with Crenshaw, with red flag laws, and I think he gets it now. It's like that sword swings two ways. And that's how you have to look at policy. I debated Austin Peterson on this, even quoted Friedman. I was like, you cannot debate a policy on what the intent is supposed to be, but more so on what the intent or the outcome actually is. And if the outcome does not match the intent, the policy should not exist. It needs to be abandoned. And Austin agreed with that. And it's the same across the board. If there's going to be political prosecution for the sake of trying to, you know, deny a ballot, come on. That, no, 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 no. This is, these are dangerous waters, folks. These are dangerous waters. I'm warning people. It's sad to see this. It's sad to see this. All right, let's move on. Oh, fire show today. Man, it's a fire show. We have a damn good show today. I think it's hot, hot, hot stuff. Hot, hot, good show. I think, it's, I think it's a really good show. What do you think? What do you think, Rumble's a good show today? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Never get old. There you go. John Burke and the Night Sweats. <laughs> it's the new band coming to you from Taco Bell. Thanks for the supporters. I saw somebody became a um, a Rumble supporter. Sorry I missed that. Thank you for the support over there. You guys are freaking great. Thank you for supporting the show. All right. Um, interesting article here. Vivek Ramaswamy. With Vivek Ramaswamy out of the presidential race, tech bro billionaires have been flocking to Democrat Dean Phillips. Now, the only reason I'm bringing this up is somebody you got to watch. Dean Phillips is now running. I don't know if this guy is going to get the poll that he needs to take on Joe Biden. Joe Biden will not debate this guy. He's not going to go anywhere near him. But I want to explore this this, this man's policies with you because I know nothing of him. Uh, Marina Medvin shot this guy across my bow the other day. So take a look at this guy. He's running as a Democrat. Um, he's a better version of Joe Biden. He's a better Democrat. I think he'll he'll pull a lot of support from moderates. Anybody I know. <laughs> is better than Joe Biden. Like this guy is so, it's like he's dead. I literally got out of the bathroom and I left something in that toilet that's better than Joe Biden. Like, literally can do a better job. Being Could, a president, even a dead guy can do it. <laughs> it's like weekend at Biden's yeah. just dead. Biden would Biden dead would do a better job at president than Biden alive. I'll put it that way. And that's I how don't pathetic know. I it think is. we're think so? watch, basically watching that. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. Did you see the video of him sniffing that kid? Oh, and the kid's even kind of like... <laughs> 
He's like <laughs> whispering like to, to run away. Yo, I know. Let me tell you something. If I saw a man ever lean over my daughter like that, oh, I would grab him by the back of his fucking pants <laughs> and throw him in the middle of the fucking street. You weirdo. Yeah. But that's why I feel like a lot of the Democrats out there, they're, I mean, as we progress, and this, I think this is a common sense thing to know or to recognize, is that the older that Biden gets, the smaller that gate wall of keeping back yeah. the racism and misogynistic bullshit is going to be. That latch comes open and then out come the N-bombs and the C-words and Biden exposes himself for the true piece of shit he really is. Because folks, come on. Biden was so hardcore against blacks back in the 60s and 70s. Come on. Hillary Clinton, oh, not yeah. that long ago, like what, 10 years? Like, no, gays should not be allowed to get married. Now she is the gay queen. Oh, yeah. Oh, the gays love her. It's like you do realize like prior to this, according, this is what I love about hypocritical leftist standards. You're going to hold Robert E. Lee, who's dead in the ground. You, you, we're going to hold him to the same standards. Oh, yeah. But Hillary Clinton, that's still alive, that was against you getting married and it was against you, suddenly it's like, I'm with her. Even my brother is gay. And he said, I, I voted for Hillary. But now it's like, I can't stand that bitch. I'm like, I'm glad to see people finally wake up and apply the same bullshit standards to these morons that choose to represent you that you hold other right-leaning figures to. Now, again, I know why Robert E. Lee fought for the South. He said he agreed with the North, but Virginia was his home. I get it. I get it. Doesn't make it right, but I get it. But again, I think this whole ordeal, though, this whole ordeal, is rooted in such hypocrisy. But that's why when you debate people on the left, they don't have a center point or a foundational point to which debate from, to debate from, excuse me. And the reason for that is their goals, their morals, their principles, they sway with the wind. So you can't kind of lock them down to like one thing. It's like before you're all for holding historical figures accountable, but why aren't you doing that for someone like Hillary? It's like, well, she reversed and now she fights for us. It's like, but she was still wrong. She was still wrong. So they and you condemn these Washington people. was alive today that he would still own Thank slaves. You. Thank you. I agree. No, no, of course not. He but being so, it's kind of like whenever your expiration date is, that's what locks you into the left. And it's like, but I, I can I can actually understand and agree with that to a degree. It's like, but still, you had someone that actively campaigned and fought against your cause, and now you're cool with them because she flipped with the wind, bro. It's populism. It's a popularity contest. It's the us versus the elites, even though they are the power? elites. Yeah, exactly. It's the greatest way to do it. Greatest way to do it. Hitler did it with the anti-Jew move. He's kind of like the Jews are at fault for everything. He's like, no, I think it was your issue of world domination. You get your nuts cut off the Treaty of Versailles, but you wanted to scapegoat the Jews. It makes sense why you'd want to do that. It's propaganda 101. Unite people, give them a common enemy. That's what we did. 9-11. 9-11. We united. Left and the right. We was, we was on the same side, screaming for blood. It's a big one. The big one. And what happened? Now we don't have a unified nation because we don't have an enemy to be unified against. Now we're unified and hating each other. Yeah. That's why this country is so split right now. I, Dude, I, I'm only 39. I have never seen it this bad. But then again, I wasn't looking back during the early years because I wasn't focused I on politics. But now, you tell me. like My parents, they're like, I've never seen it like this. Really? And they're like in their mid-70s. Yeah. Mm. Rumble, so what do you think? They went through like the Cold War and yeah, like hiding yeah. under their desk when they were kids in school in case. They, she they, asked about the Cold War, the Cold War, the Cold War the other night. And I had to explain to her, it's like America was equally as wrong in that matter. It was basically Russia and America positioning ICBM. There's a lot that goes into this. It's like, but 
it's basically America having a double standard. Yeah. It's like, I kind of get where Russia was coming from on that one. The best option is don't put missiles anywhere. Yeah. You keep them in your own country. But it's like, if we're going to expand into NATO and start putting, you know, intercontinental ballistic missiles in certain bases that are in within range of Russia, much less Moscow, you can't get mad when Russia says, we're going to put missiles in Cuba. Cuban Missile Crisis. It's like, how can you get mad at that? But then when they've got you buying into the propaganda because the Russians are bad. Yes, they are to agree. Putin is not a good dude. I'm not arguing that. That's why they, they only had, what, like three networks mm -hmm. that you got your information from. Mm -hmm. Tune in at five o'clock every night. Yeah. And they would tell you. They tell you what on. to think. Yeah. yeah, they would tell you what to think. But now I think we, we are and This is why social media has done a lot of good, but also a lot of bad. It's, I don't think that we're supposed to be exposed to this level or this amount of information at one time because you figure to process things that make you change your mind. Change your, it usually comes with a you know, prolonged period of time. Now it's just like, dude, you've really got to be staunch in your principles because you're going to get hit with every possible um, opposite opinion at, at the speed of a button or the speed of light, just instantaneously. This is my positioning. Let's just say, for example, the Second Amendment. And then you're going to see very, very authentic, good faith, anti-2A arguments, anti arguments. And you've got to be able to debate that. And as long as you have facts on your side and logic, you'll be fine. But this applies to all aspects of our day-to-day -day life. Your morals, your principles, everything is questioned now. And I think America, much less the world, has bought in or plugged into this global matrix now to where you see... Uh, global behaviors start to change in a weird way. And I've caught myself doing this to a degree. For example, the one fighter who goes hard against the LGBT. That was perfectly acceptable not 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Move forward about 10 years, like, oh my God, I can't believe he's doing this. But, but it's okay. Yeah. Why do we think it's not okay to stand for the things that you genuinely believe in? Does it make you a bad person? Is this guy going out there and beating up gay people? No. He just says, I don't agree with it. Right. Fair enough. But... We've been conditioned to say this, like, no, you shouldn't be able to think like that. No, man. Diversity is what keeps things in balance and in check. It does. And I don't mean in diversity of supporting black people. That's DEI. Uh -uh. That ain't diversity. Diversity of thought. Diversity of thought, I genuinely do not believe, is rooted down to a race or a nationality. I think these thoughts and ideas are universal. They're either universally true or they're not. And then some philosophical stances aren't necessarily meant to be true, but just meant to make you think and question the things that you believe in. But in today's day and age, you have people on the left who are like, you can't believe in that. It's like, yeah, well, you can go fuck yourself. I can do whatever I want. It, that's why it's like you invalidate this idea. Like, look at humor, for example. Prior to the show starting, Fox has got a thing where you've got Dan Aykroyd, Belushi, Norm from Cheers. Who else? Uh, uh, the other Belushi brother. Um, John Lovitz. John Lovitz. They're all there. And they're doing this thing of the history of the world in six glasses. I would watch that. But the question that I had for Joshua was like, do you think it would actually be funny? Or do you think PCs are also infected them and they're not going to be genuine? I don't think those guys. You don't think so? Because they're old school. I think you could peg them as they were probably right-leaning comedians. I don't, I I don't necessarily sure. know if they were right-leaning. But more so moderate Democrat, which was not today's Democrat, not to, not by like any 90s Democrat, 90s, 90s Democrat, yeah. like even with a Clinton era Democrat from the 90s. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of common ground there. There's a lot. Uh, main issues. No, of course not. But that's and if they are conservative, I don't think they're as conservative as we see conservatives today. And I think that's just simply because they don't want to get canceled. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm not on your side, but I'm not with Trump. It's like, oh, come on, dude. Just just say you're a conservative. But anyway, I, I just feel like politically correct standards have also infected comedy to where comedy, you, you can't even have actual authentic comedy anymore because if you do, you could be canceled. That's why I love the office. 
Oh yeah, The Office is great. The Ricky Office, Gervais. that and, um, hey. just the classic movies they try and cancel. Like, take for example, um, uh, Tropic Thunder. I just ben Stiller. Last night. Ben Stiller came oh out and God, said, yeah. "I will never apologize for that movie." Robert Downey Jr. says, so "I will never." Funny. It was a great movie, which proves to the fact of. And these are two Hollywood A-list celebrities, and they say we're not bending the knee to this. And what happens? The, the little hive of stupid people, just in the, the purple-haired, set them ring wearing obese lesbians like Rachel Maddow, they move on to something else. When you show that you can't be canceled, they don't fuck with you. They're like, "All right, we tried. Move on to the next target." Yeah, the movie's hilarious. Oh, it's a great movie. One of the greatest out there. It's like, it really I'll, is. I'll even find the take the man gray like Jack Black, and that was uh, <laughs> just a great movie. It's a cult. It's like it's a cult classic. It's it's no different than Boondock Saints with a comedic spin on it. These are great movies. Great movies. Yeah. But liberals on the left, it's Orwellian. It's like that. You can't laugh at that. Hell no. Absolutely not. So when people Robert make racist Downey jokes. Is my favorite in that movie. Oh, he's the greatest. Yeah. He's got a lot of good lines. I Liz, saw. Uh, I I'm saw. A I'm a lead farmer, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, Sim, My God. name is Simple J. Like, oh my God, dude. Oh my God. Like, you cannot beat this. This is the greatest comedy ever. But um, we are flaming dragon, and the Asians are going to get offended. The, the the you know the special needs community they're going to get offended. But special needs people will watch that and like, oh, that's fucking funny. Like they're yeah. going to laugh at it too. It like, you got to laugh, dude, because if you take shit too seriously, where's the fun in life? Yeah, there's no fun. You got to laugh at the stuff because if you can't, then you got to be serious. If you got to be serious all the time, fucking blow your brains out. Life sucks. We got to have because co- here's the thing. Even the Greeks, even in olden times, comedy was the thing that unified us. But when the left comes in there, they don't want unification. What do we have to do? Politically correct and police comedy now. Because if we don't, well, then we have to unify with some of these people. We don't want that. But I saw this thing that Joe Rogan did. And I'm not a big Rogan fan. I don't consume his content. Quite honestly, I think he bores me half the time. But he had on Dave Chappelle. His guests are interesting. Rogan isn't to me. And I know all the Rogan, I don't care. But I also don't consume a lot of people's content. But Joe Rogan had on Dave Chappelle. And he was talking about Oppenheimer. And I still think Oppenheimer is a very good movie. But then when you have intellectual lowbrows like Logan Paul's, like they talked a lot. What did you think the movie was going to be about? We drop a bomb and that's it? It's, like, it's about uh, it's about the new, the A-bomb, the creation of it, and the, the hurdles they went through. It's like, how did you not, how did you not see that coming? But okay, Japanese didn't. Hey-yo! <laughs> uh, I should probably stop screaming on Twitter. We're going to get banned. Yeah. Anyway, you think so? Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll delete it. I'll delete it after this. But... Anyway, you look at Oppenheimer and Joe Rogan has on Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan says, I really like the quote that Oppenheimer said. He's like, I've become, you know, destroyer of worlds. And, he, and, you know, Rogan hypes this up and he talks about it. He quoted this, this Indian guy. I forget who it was. Excuse me. I, I, for, I, I should know this. This is, I've become the destroyer of worlds and I'm paraphrasing. And then without missing a bait, David Chappelle says, and a lot of you motherfuckers don't know. There was a black guy next to him says, Nigga, shut the fuck up. You're full of shit. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, dude. Yes. Yes. And you need that because it's funny. It's fucking hilarious. And when you have that good kind of combination, bro, I don't care what political side of the aisle you're on. You laugh. You have to make fun of the differences because if you don't, bro, what are you left with? What are you left with? So people can be offended all they want. I don't care. I think that, you know, I, I respect the hell that Dave Chappelle of all people has come out against, not necessarily against trans people, but he's basically come out in support of saying, I'm going to have my beliefs, I'm going to have my comedy, and I'm going to make fun of you, and you're not changing that. Because Chappelle, and he, he understands this, he's in a very unique position. He's black. I think Chappelle knows that. I think he does. He knows he's black. So Chappelle looks at this and says, 
You can't attack me for my race because if you do, you violate the fundamental principles that make you a Democrat, that make you a liberal. You can't attack my blackness. The only thing you can try and do is say, I'm an Uncle Tom. Not going to work. It's not going to happen because Dave Chappelle is not a conservative. And that's fair. But conservatives, or excuse me, Chappelle is in such a unique position that he dunks on the trans people left and right and in black culture, black community. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. They don't play by the rules. So it's like, you can try and LGBT your cancel your way into the black community. They don't accept that bullshit. It's like, bro, get out of here. Stop being gay. You're stupid. They'll still make fun of motherfuckers. Now, blacks in Hollywood, they adhere to the cultural norm of liberal white Democrat women. They do. But other ones like Dave Chappelle, he doesn't. I love that. You don't see that. You don't see that so much with white people. I wish white people would be more about that. You see people walking a very fine line. The uh, uh, Matt Reif does a very good job walking that line. Uh, Andrew, um, what's his face? Do with a stash and the weird haircut. Andrew, I always forget his last name. Andrew, uh, isn't it Andrew something? Shane Gillis, not Shane he's, Gillis. He's funny. I don't know about him, but uh, he's the dude that uh, he goes. He, dude, he he works the crowd really good. He makes the racist jokes. It's funny as hell. What's his name? Schultz. Thank you, Andrew Schultz. Oh, he's good. He's really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, it's funny. Schultz. Oh, he's hilarious. He tells the most racist jokes imaginable. Why? Nate Bargatze's it's funny. funny. Who? Nate Bargatze. 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 I don't know. He's I funny. I haven't seen that guy. But if he's if it's anything like George Carlin, like I would love, and I think we've talked about this before. I would love to take a excuse me a Gen Z or earlier younger millennial and sit down in a room and then turn on uh, George Carlin, turn on Richard Pryor and watch their brains just melt out their ears. And it's like, what? <gasps> I'm so, mainly Richard Pryor, a black stand-up comedy comedian, or even say, let's, let's go 1970s, 1980s, um, Eddie Murphy. Oh, he was raunchy as fuck. Oh, and, he, and I love how he told the story though. When the first time he got to see, um, I get no respect. Um, Roddy Dangerfield. Roddy Dangerfield. And Eddie Murphy tells a story, and it's so brilliant. I think I saw it on, on Instagram or TikTok, and I love this. And he gets up there, and he follows Roddy Dangerfield. He's like, bro, he's like, I, you don't want to do that. This guy's a comedy legend. And so, you know, um, he gets up there, does his spiel. And so and, and Eddie Murphy goes really hard, very just raunchy, opposite of Bill Cosby without the whole rapey thing. So he comes off the stage. And Rodney Dangerfield's like, I don't think you're going to go far, kid. You got the too raunchy. And so years pass. Uh, he blows up. He's very successful. People love his comedy. And then he says he sees Dangerfield later. He looks and goes, ah, who knew? <laughs> say, dude, yes. I love that. I fucking love that. It's the great, ah, who knew? Who knew? So it's like, yeah, you got to push the limits, man. You got to push the boundaries. Now, again, comedy is subjective. It's not for everybody. Yeah. You know, you're, I love Dave Chappelle's comedy. I do. I respect Andrew Dice Clay. He's not funny to me. I, I'm sorry. He is so raunchy, but I do get why some people, it appeals to them. Like I'm not, I'm not so highbrow enough to where I won't concede. Like, look, 60 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. There's something to it. You have to admit people don't like Starbucks. You're international, baby. There's something to what you got you can make it better. You can, I don't know. But when it comes to comedy, dude, you cannot put rules and laws and regulate. You just can't. Norm McDonald. Oh my God. He was a good one. You see that one he did about, uh, I'm a closeted gay. And he's like, what? So you're gay? He's like, no, I'm not. He's like, so, but you're a closeted gay. He's like, I'm a closeted gay. And Conan O'Brien was like, so that, or David Villetter was like, so you're gay. He's like, no, did you not hear me? I'm closeted gay. I'm not gay. And people are just says like, wait, I'm trying to, and they don't get the joke. 
And the joke in and of itself is that he's a closeted gay. He's never going to admit he's gay. But I love that kind of humor. It's like, dude, these, these guys are taking you seriously. And I love this. I love this. And Norm was good. Norm was great. And I feel like Norm did not get the recognition he deserved. He was a very good on the nose kind of community, but he was like, he's kind of like a Bill Murray. He had his own genre, his own you little see stick. where he went on the view and he was just talking about how Bill Clinton killed a guy. <laughs> no, no, I should probably watch that. Oh, it's so funny. Norm was a great, Norm was a great. I think Barbara Walters was still on it. She was trying, they were trying to shut him up. It's a matter of, it's a matter of public record. You know, anybody could see it. He killed the guy. They're like, Oh, we're not talking about that. Already. I love Norm McDonald. I was talking the same way. He talks like this. Bill Clinton yeah. killed a guy. What are you talking about over here? That's the first time I've ever tried doing a Norm McDonald impression, by the way. Was it pretty good? Uh, needs no, work. No, no, needs, really? Needs some work. Yeah, I got, that's Norm McDonald. That's what he does. He talks like this all it's the time. A, it's a little bit higher, I think. Norm McDonald. That's what he talks like. Nah, I think that's, I think he was a little bit different. A little, little, little lower anyway. We should probably get back to the show. We're at an hour and 27 minutes. We haven't really talked politics that much. All right, let's get into this this article before we... I am going <laughs> to... All right, let's get into the show let's now. Let's get into the show now before we get banned. Like, this is going to turn into like a three-hour show. Oh, by the way, real quick, I'm totally off topic here. Dana Loesch, you know, she and I were talking yesterday on Twitter. She comes out. Did you know this? And she says, pineapple goes on pizza. I did there you see go. that. Dana Loesch has confirmed. But then somebody responded there. It's like, can we get you to change your Twitter handle? Because it's so hard to pronounce your name, Deloche. Like, and I'm just sitting there. I was like, yeah, I agree with that. Drop the D or the L, one of the two, because I'm tired of sitting here having a two-minute verbal aneurysm trying to say your freaking Twitter handle. It's, it's ridiculous. But then I said, but I had this great idea. What if we start an internet movement? And this internet movement is a joke of getting Dana to change her Twitter handle. And it's just a joke. But... What we do is we start, you know, we ha- we create a hashtag, put it on shirts, like, you know, have flyovers, do parades, all the typical stuff, pay like B-list and C-list cameo celebrities to, to support this cause, you know, even though I have no idea what they're talking about. I was like, yeah, pay me 50 bucks, I'll endorse anything. But then Dana Loesch goes along with it and she's like, oh, this is a pretty funny thing. You know what? I'll change it. But secretly, we wanted her to change it. Mm-hmm. Executive producer, Dick Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, it'd be a great, it'd be a great movement. It'd be a great internet movement. It'd, be, it'd have to be a Twitter movement. Anybody, anybody else? No? Is that just, is that, is that just a me thing? I thought it was funny. You go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, let's get back into the show, folks. I just thought that, I, I like that. I like the fact that Dana, I got to get her on the show. I got to go on her show. I got to see if I can get her on her show. I, I, I love... I still remember Dana when she took on uh, the cowards of Broward County, Sheriff Israel, and that CNN thing, and she went in there, she stuck it to him. I was like, dude, Dana has done more for the Second Amendment than anybody I've ever seen. <clears throat> I love that. I got a, Her and Chris, good combo. Of course, Chris does look like you know somebody that's going to strap somebody down to a railroad crossing and like tie dynamite to them. <laughs> he's got like a... Uh, He's got like the Wario kind of look to him or the uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle bad guy. That's what he kind of looks like. Yeah. He's, he's unique though. I like him. I like Chris. He's a good dude. Um, with Vivek, okay, we talked about the billionaires. Dean Phillip, Democrat Dean Phillip. The long shot conspiracy suffused nakedly publicity. Okay, what the hell? The long shot conspiracy suffused nakedly publicity seeking campaign of Vivek. Golly, this is from MSN. Like, they really don't like them from some of Vivek. Anyway, it came to an end Monday night after he finished fourth place in the Iowa caucus. Having failed to capture even 8% of the vote, the biotech entrepreneur departed the race by endorsing frontrunner. Okay, we already know this. Okay. 
Meanwhile, Ramaswamy's base of super online trolls, e.g. Elon Musk, Bill Ackman, anti-woke... Trolls? I, 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 you know, Bill Ackman has come out, and if you don't know who this guy is, you should look into him. He's the one that's doing all the plagiarism nonsense, taking it back. He's basically left the Democrat Party. I think he's going more independent, but even he's like, he's a tech billionaire, and he's like, I'm, no, he's like, you've gone way too far. This was the whole Harvard, this started with the Harvard anti-Semitism thing. Then it, it turns on his alert to say, I need to go look at this. He goes to Harvard, does some investigating, and says, wait a minute, hey, DEI isn't what I thought it was. <clears throat> a classic example of, you know, CEOs that make it so big, you don't know what the grassroots stuff is. You take the briefings at face value, but you don't go look for yourself. He did that, and he comes out against DEI. Hence why you see liberals now trying to attack him and saying, oh, he's nothing more than a troll. Like, no, he's being authentic. And that's why you go after people, or like they, they debate people like Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban is a diehard leftist moron. And he goes, he's defending DEI. Total dummy. And they're dunking on this guy on Twitter left and right, and he's got no response. So naturally, the MSM, and this is why I, th I, hate the, I hate the media, they're going to sit there and try and categorize these two gentlemen, uh, Musk, Bill Ackman, and to include um, Vivek, and categorize them as being nothing more, and belittle them as nothing more than trolls or henchmen. No. What they're bringing to the table is an actual discussion that needs to be had about reverse racism. But there's no such thing as reverse racism. Reverse racism is just racism. You can't say it's reverse. Racism is racism is racism across the board. It doesn't matter if it's coming from black, white. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> so that being said, when you read an article like this, the attempt at besmirching their names, you see right through. You see why they're trying to do this. But the reason why I do this show, though, is if you, the listener, are not as engaged as some of us are on Twitter to see what's going on, then you would have no way of knowing this. So I'm just trying to explain to you what I see on a day-to-day -day basis and why these MSM outlets are attacking them in this manner. Um, let's keep going. Uh, and they're probably going to defend this guy. Um, Yep, you read that correctly. The wealthy oligarchs who've backed Ramaswamy and third-party candidate R. Robert F. Kennedy are now leaning toward a decidedly liberal, milquetoast Democrat polling behind Marion Williamson, who is unbelievably still in the race as well. A lot of prominent money people are desperate for the 54-year-old Phillips to replace 81-year-old Joe Biden on the Democratic ballot. Bill Ackman, the billionaire who's gained recent notoriety as a plagiarism hypocrite, and they're referencing his wife, by the way, who had some some incorrect things in her thing. So now they're trying to say that, hey, you're saying these guys are plagiarists, but your wife did it, too. I'm not saying they're wrong on this. I'm not saying they're right. I don't know. Um, said he'll donate one million to a pro Phillips super PAC because he sees a credible path for Phillips to overtake Biden down the line. Now, I'm going to push pause on this article right here. I've not read this article. I'm going to tell you right now. It's not going to happen. Not you will not replace Joe Biden. The war chest is there. Biden has got the left united against. Now, I don't think that you're actually, and this is not me saying I like Joe Biden or I hate, really hate this guy. Like, let me ask you, do you think this dude poses a threat to Biden? I think the more Democrats <clears throat> that come out against Joe Biden mm -hmm. hurts the Democrats in general. Like, they're not united <clears throat> like they were before. Yeah. So they're yeah. kind of spreading out all over the place now. I know Biden came, or not Biden, Obama came out. Yeah, supporting Biden. Supporting Biden. Which tells me it's not going to be Michelle Obama. She's not running. Right. That, and anybody, you know, Ted Cruz pitched that. Andy Vercetto pitched that. I, you know, when Obama came out and endorsed Biden, it's like, that, that, that's it. Michelle's not running. But the other part of me, though, is kind of like, Biden, number one, is going to employ the same tactics as Trump, or he should have. Number one, the thing that he'll mirror Trump on, he's, he will not debate. And it's not for the sake of, like, he, you know, well, two twofold reason. Number one, 
this guy, these people don't pose a threat to him. Do Biden not give can't them debate. the huh? He can't speak. That's to the anybody. second point. Biden physically cannot debate. But the first thing is the reason why I said Trump should never have tagged DeSantis. Don't give them your platform. These are unknowns. These are unknowns. They will not grow in popularity enough to pose a threat to you unless you give them that oxygen. So I don't think Biden's going to do that. Biden's going to do it the right way. He's going to attack Trump. He's already doing it. He's already running ads against Trump. It's effective. He's doing the right. He's making, again, I don't like Democrats. But comparing but he's, the he's, two administrations oh, side yeah. by side now. Now, hold, now. Wait, now, come on now. I'm not suggesting that. I'm talking about and how they're running their campaigns for election. I'm not talking about administration. Of course well, it was better under Trump. I'm not saying well, it's well, let's not. Say, let's go ahead and say <laughs> Trump will get the nomination. Okay. Fair it's like you probably will. Know something changes. I'm but not. I'm not squishy. It's I'm with. I'm right or die. Very Biden. Difficult. Oh my god! You got me saying Biden over here now. It's going to be very difficult for Biden to I'm make with the a Santa's case way. to ahead. become president again. When I mean, you could just compare. Yes, I, Trump's time uh, versus his time, man. where everybody was better off. Here's the deal. I'm with DeSantis no matter what. Because here's the deal. There's a lot of people jumping off the DeSantis train right now after the Iowa results. It's like, okay, answer me this. If DeSantis says he's staying until Super Tuesday, what does it hurt to stay with DeSantis except for you're allowing other people like Tommy Lahren and Dave Rubin, they've already given up and they said, oh, it's time to unite with Trump. No, it's not. Now I know 30% spread, that's a lot. But what does it hurt to stick with this? If DeSantis is going to keep fighting, he's got my support. If Trump does secure the nomination and he does take on Biden, a lot of people saying he's going to lose. I don't know. I don't think he could win. Again, we've seen the pathway to 270. I don't see it. We've seen the five states flip. But here's the other part of this, though. And this is not John Burke supporting Donald Trump. That's not what I'm saying here. But Biden's approval rating is so bad. You see black Democrats, Charlemagne the God, influential figures in these communities that are now coming out that at one point, if they'd done this, it was career suicide. But now the conditions are set to where Black people come out and say, wait a minute, this dude sucks. He's not doing us any good. When you've got minorities turning on Democrats, now you got a ball game. Now, here's the thing, though. Do the states flip back? That's the question. This is not, a, I don't like Donald Trump, and I don't hope he, I hope he doesn't win. This is me saying, are, is the path, is there an actual pathway? I don't know. I don't see it. Well, I think he but won the, the 2020 are, election. So I think, there's, I think he won the 2020 election. <laughs> so I think there's definitely a path forward. I'm not making that argument. The argument that we're making yeah. right now in the context of what you provided is, do you think that Joe Biden poses a legitimate threat against Donald Trump in a campaign? No. My response is, I genuinely don't know. The conditions don't look good for Biden. His approval rating is at an all-time low. The lowest that we've seen a president's approval rate. Put it this way. Donald Trump didn't even get approval ratings this low. That's how bad Biden has been on the economy. So, again, I don't know if Trump can beat him. I think it's going to be an interesting race. If Trump secures the nomination, I'm going to watch. I'm going to see. We'll, we'll see it play out. It's going to be interesting. It will be interesting. I, I'll put it this way, though. There is the anarchist inside of me. It's like, I kind of I can't wait for if that does go that, if we go that route. But I think if Ron DeSantis does secure the nomination, he would destroy Joe Biden. I, how now, do you... Hold on. How do you even on. come up with that if, if, <clears throat> Hold on. I, I, no, I just, no. forget, I forget how the you poll in that Iowa. Circle. Forget the, the, let's just say, in my hypothetical, if if Ron DeSantis secured the nomination, the, pr the primary nomination, how good do you think he'd do against Joe Biden? I think anybody would do. You no, could put answer the cat. question. Answer the question. He, he would destroy him. You think he would? Yeah. Okay. Anybody I, would. I, th I don't think anybody. Yeah. Oh, Joe Biden? 
Donald Trump. Oh God. Do you know the reason? It's not that I'm I'm talking about the uniting of the left. What I'm trying to explain here is the left. I don't think, as you've just previously said, is not that united under Joe Biden. No, they're not. They're not. But the thing is, they really do not like Donald Trump. That hasn't changed. Now, I think he will sway some moderate Democrats, but I think Ron DeSantis would sway way more. I think way more. I think with Ron DeSantis, you'd get a solid eight years. That's just the way I stand on that one. I mean, we'll see which way it plays out. Again, it's hypothetical. You know, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm, of course. I'm just trying to rationalize my positioning here. But the, I don't <clears throat> think the Democrats stop... Uh, Going after no, they won't. Whoever no, the I let's agree. say it's not Trump, let's say it is DeSantis. I, I think they still go after but him. Will they actually have as the, hard? But will they have the ammunition to use against DeSantis? What do they got yeah. on DeSantis? Here's the thing: a Russian collusion, not going to happen. Yeah, why not? Biden or uh, freaking well, DeSantis why? doesn't have deals with Russia. He has but, no business over he there. Maybe gets peed on by a hooker. Oh come on! Maybe that now stuff you, comes out. That the whole Russian collusion thing was that was the PP tape. That was I don't. That was stupid from it the get-go. I think anybody, even Democrats like that What about 91 yeah. indictments? Why why can't they do that to DeSantis? Same reason, because DeSantis doesn't have the business dealings that Donald Trump does. I, I just, all they can, do, saying, they all, can do whatever they want. You're giving me hypotheticals want. that are not realistic. The only it is realistic not, because they did to Donald Trump. Donald Trump gave him the ammunition. He gave him the ammunition. Oh, he got peed on by hookers? No, I'm talking There's about the whole... of him. You talk about the... Hold on. You're bouncing all over the goddamn place. Let's say one <laughs> fucking thing. Let's talk about the indictments. Did he or did he not take home classified information yeah, that he didn't declassify? Know. Yes, he did. He admitted it. He talked to a CNN reporter. Was he wrong for this? Well, according to the standards that Joe Biden get away with it, then of course he's not wrong. But he still did it and he gave them ammunition. I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm saying if Joe Biden's innocent, then he's fucking innocent. Yeah. But he still gave him the ammunition. DeSantis doesn't do that. That's the point I'm trying to make here. I'm not trying to say that Donald Trump is guilty of all this shit. I think it's lawfare like you can see, too. It's bullshit. But I don't think that Ron DeSantis is going to give him the exact same thing. Why? Because they would have already used it against him in Florida. Look what he did in Florida. He destroyed them. Yeah. I just, I the think worst that, thing they've got they against him is the don't say gay Donald bill. Trump That's, isn't the pre- if he's not the president, if it's somebody else, I'm saying they don't stop going after whoever it well, is. Of course not, but it's, it's going to be the, racist. The level of severity. He's going to hate gay people. Oh, they've, already, gonna, they've already tried that. Yeah, they've already tried gonna, that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think they just keep going after him. But then it, by so. your own logic, then, why does it matter who we throw at him if they're going to continue using the same tactics? Does it matter uh, if it's I, Trump or DeSantis? Does it matter? No, I think if, it, if, it, was, if it was DeSantis <laughs> his president, I think he would do a good job. I think he'd do like a very good job. I just... I think, Trump, have, I think he'd have a better I chance of beating Democrats. My vote was stolen for me, from me, <clears throat> and I would like to see what a... You think sec- your vote was stolen from you? Yeah, I do. How, how can you prove that? I think it was. No, well, you think your individual vote, or you're just saying in general? In general. Oh, okay. I was like... No, no, in general. Because like, I, I voted okay. for the guy, and then yeah, yeah. I think it was a rigged election. I voted election. for him, too, yeah. Yeah, I think it was a rigged election, so... That's that's how I feel about it. I'm, I still, I, I still I, feel I, kind I, of undecided on it, man. Like, the whole January 6th insurrection thing... I still feel kind of undecided. I think there's a lot of things that should draw some red flags that warrant investigation. I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't feel like I can give a yes or no on this. I feel like there was a lot of bullshit. The Dominion software needs to go away. But you <sighs> had, why didn't Dominion software go after all these Democrats who over the decades? Because they're have, Democrats and they favor them. Yeah. about yeah. Dominion software. Elizabeth bad, Warren, yeah. It can be hacked, all yeah. this other shit. I will agree with that. I, I can see, I, I agree. I'm not going to sit there and say, but I don't like Trump yeah, so much. That somehow I, they can sue yeah. Fox News and Fox will have to fight. Well, I mean, look what but, Fox but, is but doing now. Why, you have to sign thing, up to read but articles. Why, but why did, yeah, I saw that. But why did Fox settle out of court? Probably because it was just costing them millions and millions no, of dollars. If you're hitting oh, yeah. that, no, if you're hitting that level and you know that you actually don't have a solid case, you're going to settle out of it's court. It's the same reason that these people because settle out of court with the government because the government has our bank account to keep funding their lawsuits against 
American citizens. True to a degree, but if you know you've got a rock-solid case where you actually have the legitimate proof and you win in court, they're going to cover your legal fees, so you take it to court. Yeah, but they just draw all that shit out. They do to a degree, but Fox News is not pennies. These guys are billionaires. They've got the money. Yeah, I, I don't know. I man. don't know. I, they I have feel, a big I feel it's, it's one of those things that goes beyond what we have access to information wise. I think there's something more deep and sinister with that. I really do. Because here's the deal who owns Fox? He's a fucking Democrat. Rupert Murdoch. I yeah. mean,. That's why I'm saying it's just like I see the connections you're trying to make of us versus them, but I feel like at the top they're all connected. But there's got to be a reason for there's got to be a different reason why these things are happening. I, I don't know. I don't know. So as far as January 6th, I don't think I don't think January 6th was an actual insurrection. I have never seen a historical insurrection without guns. I think they were stupid. I think they were manipulated. But again, that's free choice. You chose to go in there. You chose to get violent. So some people will say, oh, my God. And, you know, a DeSantis, some of the DeSantis supporters do this, and it kind of aggravates me. You sh- you're selectively showing certain clips of January. Look how they walked down this red carpet. Look how they were breaking out windows in the one fucking office. Look how they went to Nancy Pelosi's office. And, like, they were, you know, feet on the desk, grabbing papers. They were stealing. One dude walks out with a podium. And it's like... So you're showing me two different stories here, but it's all the same. You didn't have some people that were peaceful and you had some people that were getting violent. So people are wanting me to pick one side or the other. It's like, I'm kind of down the middle to where it's like, you did have some assholes, but that doesn't suddenly give clemency to these guys. You broached the Capitol using violent tactics. Now the police ushered you in. They're guilty. So it's like, I don't think based upon the parameters that we're working within here, as far as the rights versus wrong and who was supposed to uphold the law, I don't think there's an actual outcome that matches all the criteria of whether this was an insurrection or not. I think the police failed their job. I think Pelosi failed her job. I think Trump was stupid for sending them down there. I think there were morons for breaching the Capitol steps. That's what I'm saying. I just think the whole thing is just fucking stupid. I think it's stupid, quite honestly. The same with the election. Dominion needs to go away. Paper ballots across the board. It needs to happen. But if it's not going to happen, secure the elections. Texans done it. Georgia's done it. Florida's done it. Every state of California is not going to do it. And my question is, why isn't the federal government getting involved? If you care about the election interference and integrity, but at the same time, why didn't Trump get involved in securing the fucking elections? He didn't. He signed the CARES Act. He, he funded mail-in ballots. So it's like, I agree with you. There's some bullshit. But the same guy that wants to lead the party, you didn't do enough to prevent us from seeing this actually outcome happen. So it's like, dude, I don't know where to stand on some of this stuff. Ah, and I know I'm not alone in that one. So I don't, I don't agree with mail-in ballots. Mail-in ballots need to go away, except for overseas soldiers. Or like we discussed previously, you're mentally, physically unable to actually go to the voting. And some people are like, well, you know, it's a pain in the ass. So what? Voting requires you to get up off your ass and go vote. That's the way I stand on that. So, yeah, John, I just this why think, I wish you had gone to Kosovo and Bosnia. Yeah, I just don't think... If That's it wasn't, the problem, Josh. You don't think, Trump you don't think office, every, anybody else would have done the same thing. Women, I think signing the CARES Act, like all this other stuff, I think it would have been the same situation. I like don't it, think so. I I know. I really don't. It, at least because here's the deal, though. You're campaigning on one thing, and then you're doing something else entirely. I I, I mean that's just that's political nonsense at that point. When you're Trump made that Trump called that prior to the twenty, he's like, watch about them rigging the election. And it's like, yeah. And people were watching. And do, was he wrong for that? No, of course not. I, I, why? Like, what could he have done? Not signed the CARES Act that basically voted, pushed in more funding to, to support mail-in ballot voting. That's CARES Act, 
Look into the CARES Act. It's what I'm saying. It's like Trump says one thing and then he turns around and does something else. Like, bro, you literally opened the door for them to, to cheat, but you don't want them to cheat. So I'm just kind of like, what's the deal here? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. These things don't make sense. You say one thing, you do another. What am I supposed to believe here? I'm going crazy. I'm crazy. I don't know. Am I the only one smoking crack anymore? I think so. Uh, CNN's Caitlin Collins. We already covered this one. Um, oh, my God. This one I just don't get. This one I just don't get. Drag queen Jezebel, J-E-Z-A, first name, last name, B-E-L-L-E, Jezebel, publishes a Christian devotional book and attacks evangelicals. This just in, Hitler praises Jews. <laughs> what? Like, well, well, this doesn't even make sense to me. You're a degenerate. Christianity does not accept this. And you have the audacity to attack evangelicals for their Christian beliefs that run contrary to what you're actually doing. That doesn't make sense to me. But okay, let's 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 go down this this road of Democrat logic. A drag queen performer who goes by the name Jezebel has published a Christian devotional book in which he details his Christian faith while also attacking evangelicals saying drag queens are basically unfairly ostracized. No, you're degenerates. You are homosexual men that want to put on garments pertaining to a woman, parade around as if it's something that should be normalized. You are a cultural stain on this society, but I do believe in live and let live. You're legally well within your right to do whatever you want, but to sit there and stand as if you're some kind of proponent of Christianity, I disagree with that emphatically. I, I think you're full of shit at this point. What you're trying to do you are trying to rationalize the word of God to support your lifestyle, which clearly to the scripture runs contrary to it. I cannot agree with that. Do I think you're a bad person? No. Do I think that your sins can be forgiven you? Absolutely, I do. I think you can run opposite directions, say, I was wrong. I repent. I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to follow Christ. I think that's fair. But to sit there and try and manipulate the word to essentially agree with your lifestyle, agree with what you do is disingenuous. It's, it's dishonest. And honestly, the scripture even talks about this wolves in sheep's clothing by the fruits, you know, them it's literally in the scripture right there. And you gloss over. And I've had this conversation so many times. I've lost friends over this, that no homosexuality is not condoned in the Bible. It's just not. It's not condoned in Catholicism. It's not condoned in Judaism. It's not condoned in Islam. I actually, off the top of my head, I can't think of a religion where it is condoned. An actual dominant religion. I can't. Now, the, the nonsense that you wackos make up is like, we're the LGBTQ Church of Christ. It's like, mm, I don't think so. It's like actually balls what you're worshiping there. But either way, that's just my own personal opinion. So it's crazy to me. The book includes chapters on gender identity pride, and racial or radical inclusivity. Other chapters tackle forgiveness, guilt, and God's love. It's very easy to sit there and say, look how God tells us to forgive one another, but you should accept me for my sins. No. Love the sinner, hate the sin. I think that's fair enough. I think it's very fair. LGBTQ people are under attack constantly, attacking by those who claim the mantle of Christ, the book's official site states. Oh, I love that positioning. I love the juxtapositioning of, well, by your own faith, you should be accepting and love and turn the other cheek. Am I the only one that remembers Jesus in the money changer temple? Like he took a whip and went up straight up WWF on them. I remember that. Flipped the table over. Flipped the table over. You said you're making a mockery of, my, of the Lord's house. Remember that? You do remember the walls of Jericho. You remember a lot of the stuff? Now I'm not sitting there saying that Christians should resort to violence, 
But there has got to be a spiritual wall put in place that says, no, you do not cross here. If this is who you are, if this is what you want to do, you don't get to come across this wall and then try and usurp our faith to then justify and rationalize what you're doing, which runs contrary to what our faith condemns. Like, stop. Stop this nonsense. But isn't it interesting how Christians overall and these big mega churches, and I'm going to go on a rant on this one. I really don't care. The Joel Olsteins. And we got to love them. We got to love, love, love. Come to our mega church here. We got a Starbucks upside. We call it the Holy Brew. We got a golf course over here at a bowling alley over there. We call it the Holy Rollers. We got a lot. It's a great mega church. You should buy, you know, and your monthly dues are only $500 a month, but you're supporting God. By the way, we love the gays. What? <laughs> you're not even a church anymore. You're just a conglomerate of, of corporatists. That's all you are. You use Christ to make money and you turn it into a corporation. Do, do, do people really see this as anything other than, you remember when Joel Olstein and the floods or the freeze? Like, yeah, we're not opening our church. Not opening the church. Bro, didn't make you look very good. It's like Christ closed his doors to you people. That's the truth right there. But these evangelical preachers, folks, I challenge them. Take on the book of Corinthians, what Paul wrote to the Corinthians. Take that on at face value, and you argue that over the pulpit and watch your congregation go from mega to nothing. And then the money dries up, and then you're forced to adopt the policies that John the Baptist exemplified, talking about you're going to be broke, but you're going to speak the truth. I don't have a political home. We're not with an MSM organization. We don't have hundreds of thousands of people subscribing to listen to John and Josh talk because we speak the truth and the truth hurts. It hurts a lot. It's fine. But these preachers, charlatans, charlatans. But man, they make so much money. These female preachers, I love how they get into the word and then when it says, let the women be silent, the word is like... We're going to skim by that one real quick. Oh, it's like, no, no, that's just the King James version. They translated that incorrectly. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Back when misogyny was really rampant in the world, especially in the Middle East. Yeah, that's the one they chose. It's like, oh, they misinterpreted that. Bullshit. Stop. Stop with this nonsense. Men shall take, women shall not take up garments pertaining to a man. What do you think that means? What do you think that means? And I'm pretty sure it's vice versa. What do you think that means? Oh, no, 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 no. Do not dare argue that, because if you do, well, the funds dry up. Come on, come on. I cannot stand these hypocrites, the Joel Olsteins and these people. And here's the deal. You want to tell if a preacher's fake or real? You tell me how you feel walking out after a devotional, an actual devotional. A devotional should make you feel like your butt is on fire because you just got roasted because of all the things you know you're doing wrong. Oh, that's an authentic preacher. Now, here's the opposite, though, and this is why it's so enticing. I walk out of church feeling great. Well, you should. You should. You shouldn't be walking out of a church like a Catholic saying, I got to go home and just, like, flag the shit out of myself for 50 years because I had some impure thoughts. Catholicism, the Catholics and their guilt, like, I just don't get you. Like, I really don't. Like, oh, my God. I'd want to kill myself if I was a Catholic. It's like, you go in there, it's like, yeah, tell, tell me, confess your sins. I mean, Christ even said you call no man father, so that violates that one right off the bat. Confess your sins to Father Flanagan. I don't know why he's Irish, but he is my fag. And I'm sitting there like, well, sit down for the next three days, Father Padre, because you ain't going nowhere. 
Uh, and then, you know, he's going to be like, oh, Father, I wouldn't even say Holy Mary's. I'd just go ahead and kill myself. You're done. You're fucked. you got nothing to live for. Huh? Christ himself isn't going to forgive you. But no, no, it's, it's literally, uh, according to the list of sins, we can say uh, 15 Hail Marys and your sins be forgiven you. Yet Christ himself said, you go to me to get to the Father, ask your sins be forgiven, and they will. But that is where man comes in and they influence this. Why? To make money. The Pope can sit there on his holy throne and say, we need to stop. We need to stop enabling gluttony while you sit on a throne of gold. Bro, bro, come on, come on. I feel like this 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 show is turning to John Burke, pastor of the Church of Savagery. Man, I want you to hold on. To I God. want you to change hold on to me now and donate 10% of what you got. To. <laughs> I should totally do that. I should have a Church of Burke. Church, and here's the deal. Like, I think people would see through that and be like, dude, come on, stop. But there would be some people that probably subscribe to that, maybe one or two. Oh, I love the Joel Olsteins. The feeling good about yourself. But this goes back to the whole thing of these pastors would never come out against the drag queen nonsense. Has Joel Osteen ever said anything about drag queens? I don't know. I don't listen to Joel I sincerely don't think he will. Why? Because you got a lot of gay people in that audience. You don't want to offend them. More importantly, you don't want to lose that money. You don't want to get canceled. You don't want protests outside of your church doors. That's the truth. That is the truth right there. Yeah. Am I wrong? Folks, look what they preach. Milk they, toast. Milk toast. It's broth. There's no meat. There's no substance. There's nothing there. John Olstein. <laughs> Close the doors. Let the poor people out. No, absolutely not. So when you see these degenerates, these pride wackos trying to use Christ's word as a method to shield themselves from the justifiable criticisms of how they're living their lives. Now, here's the other deal, though. This is where Christians do get it wrong. It's not your place to condemn them in a sense of like, oh, it's like, look, dude, here's the deal. You want to go out there. You want to marry another dude. You want to have sex with guys. I don't care. I have my own walk with God. I don't, I am not held accountable for your sins, just like you're not held accountable for my sins. It doesn't work that way. We have our own individual walks with Christ. But I will not sit here and turn a blind eye when you fruitcakes try and sit there and say, wait a minute, I'm going to use Christ to defend myself. I was like, okay, hold on there, Jezebel. No, 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 no. Do you know how it ended for Jezebel? Because if you want, if you want that to happen, keep this up. Because eventually Christians are going to get like the Muslims and get enough of this BS. And then this vault, baby. We're crusading again. You know where I'm crusading? Nowhere. I'm lazy. I ain't doing anything. <laughs> I don't care. Get a refrigerator. Get a refrigerator. You get a snack. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't care. The Bible says that being gay is uh, punishable by death. That was the Old Testament. New Testament fulfilled that. Stop that. Know your Bible. Know your scriptures. Don't don't try and take that, 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 that positioning with me. It doesn't work. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the lamb. He, if you look back at Judaic law, every year on the dot, they had to sacrifice a blood offering and it pushed the sins back one year. Jesus came and he said, that's why I was a representation of the lamb. That's why I don't think he was born in Christmas. He was born in the spring when lambs are actually born. It was symbolic in nature. But that's what Jesus came to say. He said, the laws of Moses have been fulfilled. I am here. I am the new law. Hence, New Testament. Don't argue with me on theological scripture or theological. You won't win. I grew up in a Pentecostal church. The whole. 
That was us. That was me, bro. I know my scripture. I know the Bible back and forward. I know this. I know all this stuff. I've been down this road. I've debated people on this, but I've also come to the conclusion. You can't debate faith because you can't prove this. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Hence why it's faith. Because here's the deal. If any one of these things could be actually literally proven, then everyone would believe in Christ. All the Muslims are like, ah, we got it wrong. Probably shouldn't be doing the whole bit of We're going to go to Christ. No, it's faith. It's faith-based. And thank God for that. Thank God for that. You believe it as you want. But according to the scriptures, them's the rules, baby. So Jezebel, pack it up and go home. You're wrong. You're wrong. And if people don't like hearing that, well, you know, buy their fruits, you know them. So what do I have to say about the rest of this stuff? Gonna wear that song out. Pass around the offering tray. Tambourine, baby. <laughs> I'm feeling the spirit. I'm feeling the savagery. <laughs> All right, we're gonna end it on that note, folks. Today, we appreciate you tuning in today. Hopefully, you had a great show. It's a lot of entertaining. Uh, again, we love you. We appreciate you listening to us. Uh, you can subscribe to us over on Locals. If we entertained you, if we made you laugh, if we made you think, do me a favor, go subscribe. It's like $4.99 uh, a month. You can't beat that. You spend more than that on buying a cup of Starbucks. Those wackos over there. Actually, Starbucks has good coffee. So go support us over there for the, the cost of a cup of coffee with two pumps of espresso latte, whatever that nonsense is. Support, support some good voices that don't give a shit what people think about us. We're being honest here. We're being genuine and authentic. So get anything to add, my man? Yeah, you guys have a great night. And as always... The election wasn't stolen. Josh is just stupid. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> for the gay, that was for the gay thing. Yeah, yeah. I know it's on the say. It matters a little, babe. Oh, but come on and mean it to me. I need it so bad. I mean it to me. I need it so bad.